All right. What's up, everybody? It is Live Rounds episode 15, and this is all out week. Um, it's going to go all the way till Sunday. We have, uh, and both shows are live, correct, Stephen? Uh, Dynamite and Rampage? I believe so. I believe so. I, I really do. So we have two live shows for um, this week in Chicago. They're both in Chicago. So we have Dynamite, and then we also have Rampage. And then we close it out with an absolutely massive pay-per-view, probably the biggest pay-per-view AEW will ever do um, till this moment. You know, it's only going to get bigger, but at this point I think it's going to be the biggest pay-per-view in their company history. And uh, a lot of things can happen. So we're all extremely excited about it. And uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about um, all out. Let's talk about all the things that happened over the weekend and preview this week. So I don't know where you want to begin. Do you want to go ahead and preview the all-out card? Yeah, we can start with that. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing going on right now. There's, I'm obviously very pumped up for that. That's this Sunday night. Stoked. Let me uh, let me get the card pulled up. All-out 2021. Jake Ryan was not happy with last week's Dynamite. Um, and honestly... I, I agree with them for the most part. I really felt like they, they kind of dropped the ball on an opportunity to really have like a stack show. Cause I feel like after CM Punk debuted, if they'd have had like a Houston type show, that would have really impressed a lot of people. And I just wasn't happy with the lineup that they chose. But at the end of the day, I feel like we're kind of treading water at this point. We just want to get to all out, which is where, where we are. Um, and if you look at the card, for this week, it kind of shows that they realized that they needed to load it up more because this week's card is way better than last week's card. So, yeah, and I totally agree. I think last week's dynamite was well, I don't dynamite or rampage. I can't remember. Dynamite but, rampage dynamite. actually was decent. Yeah, I, obviously, I watched both. It is. I'm trying. I got them kind of like blurred together because I also watched yeah. dark. So, like yep. when I watched dark, dark elevation, dynamite, and rampage, something I can't remember what happened on which show, but. Uh, but I did see people kind of complaining about Dynamite, saying it was kind of a weak show. But like you just said, we're really just ultimately just getting to double That's or it. nothing. Or sorry, all out. And also, we got to you guys also just we got to keep our expectations in check. Like a weekly show, every single week, multiple weekly shows. It's not always going to be like we're not going to have like a CM Punk type rampage episode every single time. Like that's it, just un, unreasonable to think. It was still a good show. Like it was still a show that was definitely worth watching. For dynamite, so yep. you know, I'll throw that out there. Not the I best. Think show, also, but they're cool. trying to figure out how to do both, right? Because Rampage is yeah. new, so the matches that you might have showed on Dynamite, you're now showing on Rampage. So you're kind of splitting it up a little bit <clears throat> when before you didn't have to. So I right. think that's also something that they're working on as well. But yeah. one thing that I've learned about this company is, it's like they learn from their mistakes. They're they're willing to make adjustments on the fly. Um, at the end of the day, guys, and I can't say this enough, Tony Khan is one of us. He really is. He's one of us. And he he controls this whole thing. And I don't know if you were able to listen to the Tony Khan interview uh, with Dave Meltzer, but it was like an hour and a half. And, I mean, he really he really opened up on a lot of things. And I'm telling you right now, he is one of us. So, um, you know, it's funny too, cause they're like, Oh man, I don't want Daniel Bryan to come back 
into to his WWE music because it, they don't actually own those rights to that music, so he could do that. I'm like, Tony Khan is not having him come out to that music. He's coming out to Final Countdown, like because Listen. Tony Khan is a fan of Ring of Honor and Brian Danielson and the drag, like the American Dragon. Like that is the whole point of this. It's like CM Punk returned to pro wrestling. Brian Danielson is returning to pro wrestling. You know what I mean? And the best way to do that is to have him come out to final countdown. So. Yeah, that's for sure. 100%. Like, cause at this point it's so, for one, it's so built up, but also it's so built up also knowing that they like totally have been delivering on all this other stuff. Like they totally delivered on the punk thing. Yep. They, the only times they've missed is like the explosion and like Ugh. those kind of like, like just, the really real anomaly is that like that's but not going to happen. If you ask Tony, Tony thought 2019 around Christmas time they were bad. They were not that good. And he said he really had to look in the mirror. It was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. They had one week off. So I think it was like after that show, maybe not Corpus Christi, but the show after that. I think it was that Dark Order debacle that happened. And he felt like he let people down and that he let he he let too many people influence him on doing decisions and he should have just went with his gut. And at that point he decided that he's the one that's going to be running the show. And yes, he's definitely listening to feedback and everything else, but like he'll make the ultimate decision. And he said the number one thing he learned about booking was go with your gut. Your gut instinct is what you should go with. Not what, like if you feel uncomfortable or if you feel like this isn't going to work, then scratch it. You know what I mean? So that that was big to hear because it's like I mean he even said like if we go we keep going this route my company's gonna go out of business like he he was not happy with where they were at so and he he's got he feels much better about um, where the company is headed and another thing that I kind of picked up on is like he loves the roster that they have and he wants it more like WCW nineteen ninety seven. To where I it's did, like the, I didn't see him talking about that, yeah. right? So where it's like the young guys, but it's also like the older veterans, but everybody's being used. Um, and to me, what I think he's gonna do, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he believes in cutting people. I think he's gonna. If 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 anything happens, he's going to let them all have their contracts, and then we'll see if he actually renews contracts or not. That's gonna be the key. But I don't think that he is big on releasing people if you sign the contract i think he's he's gonna honor the contract yeah that's cool and and also he can lend him he can lend wrestlers out to other companies too at the forbidden door so like there's for options sure. for them to still be getting paid by aw but be wrestling elsewhere if they don't have something for them and and all that kind of stuff and, and the indies and whatever so yeah that's that's awesome and I've, i talk about that a lot tony khan is one of us 100 percent. he's one yep. of us with a billion dollars yeah like, and there are so many things that he's done that I've said in my head, like, man, if they did this, I'd be yep. just mark out so hard. And then like that stuff happens. And just like, so I just, I just let him do his thing. So, you know, we talked about it before. Sometimes it might not completely click with you, but you mm-hmm. got to put yourself into the, the, the shoes of if it was you running your own wrestling company, like you would have biases towards wrestlers you liked as a kid or, or whatever, right? Like there's going to be times where you might, you might see something happening. You're like, Oh, I don't really totally get this, but think about like, who, who are your favorite wrestlers and who would you have access to? And you have the money to like do this stuff and like, and to make your, 
your fantasy federation come to life in front of millions of people. Like he actually yep. can do that. Yep. So, um, so yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, I also wanna... think he builds also like a personal relationships with people. So like, I think he's extremely attached to Brit. I think yeah. he's extremely attached to Darby. The ones that he like feels like that he really helped get to a certain level. I think he has an extreme attachment to them as well. So yeah, for sure. The, that first like crop of AEW signees, especially yes. the ones that didn't have like the option to go anywhere else. Like there's a lot of those wrestlers who thought they were going to be indie lifers and never get a chance in the WWE when WWE is really the only mainstream option. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, awesome. and, it, and at the end of the day, like he, like Punk basically said, he wasn't willing to take a chance on a startup. Like he wasn't, he wanted to see if they could make it. And that's where John Moxley deserves so much credit because he didn't have to do that. And he was coming off of being a big name in the WWE. And uh, I really think it helped his legacy and everything because he's going to be one of those guys that's known that helped get AEW off the ground. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, for sure. That was the first, the first like real big moment in AEW history is his, his debut. Like, yep. I mean, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm very happy with where AEW's at in a very short amount of time and mm-hmm. the roster they put together and it's only going to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens at, uh, at all out. Cause I think, cause there's like the expectation there of certain stuff that we're going to talk about. Yep. But I think that there are, there's also going to be some other surprises potentially. Cause yep. you know, there's a lot that can, that can happen on this show. And then certain things are going to overshadow others, but that's okay. Like that's going to be by design. Like a Brian Danielson is just going to, was for instance, if like Murphy showed up on all out, like that yeah. would be awesome because people want to see it. Right. But, like that also, like Brian Danielson, like you, everyone still pops massively when Brian Danielson shows up. Like none of these surprises would really ruin anything else. You know what I right. mean? Right. Right. No, I agree. Um, and what I think too is Tony, Tony pays attention to what's going on. Right. So if he thinks yeah. everybody's got it figured out, he might be like, let's switch it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's just exciting to watch because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So that's yes. why, that's what I love is like, I can literally call a friend, talk about wrestling for like an hour about future storylines and what could happen and all this. And I have no clue. I'm just guessing. I'm just thinking, Oh, based on this or that, but like the WWE, I mean, like you, it's pretty laid out for you. And you know, if you're wired in, you have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. So yeah, I uh I hadn't watched WWE since I can't remember what the last pay-per-view was before SummerSlam. Um, but I watched that and I hadn't watched it all until the next until SummerSlam. So I went an entire month, no WWE whatsoever. And on my Wrestle Rumble predictions, I got every single winner and loser correct on that mm-hmm. entire show. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I even called Charlotte tapping Nikki to win the wow. title. Like, I called everything. The wow. only reason I didn't win money is because I didn't get the t- the length Times. of the matches and stuff. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But, like, I called everything. I hadn't watched yep. the show in a month. You know, it's just like, who who do I think the WWE likes better? Okay, I'm going to choose that person. That That's person, pretty that much person. it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. We got Super Chat from Dirty. Let's uh, get that one out of the way. What's up, Dirty? Thank you so much, as always. Um, should Punk beat Omega for the belt? Um... 
I can see in ways it would work because he's really over right now and all that. And I definitely want to see a CM Punk Kenny Omega match. I don't know if it will be for the title or not. And I don't know, like I've heard CM Punk say in interviews that he does, he's coming back to be a champion, but I've also heard him just like totally put over the young guys and want to like get them over as well. So I don't know. Personally, I can't imagine Punk going into AEW, doing his whole contract and never winning the title. So I think eventually he will be champion. I don't know how long Kenny will be champion. Personally, to me, if Kenny loses the title, it needs to be against Adam Hangman Page. Like, that's that's it. Even if he faces Daniel Bryan or whatever, I still think Kenny needs to get out of there with the belt and be able to face Hangman and lose. Like, that's how you move on. But I could be wrong. This roster is growing so fast. They could definitely pivot and change. Um, you know, maybe if you're Adam Page and it's like, you know, we're, we're, we might give Daniel Bryan the belt and you're going to get to feud with CM Punk. That's not that awful either. You know what I mean? So we'll just see where they go. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all on the same page that it should be Hangman, but we're also in a, we're living in a world now where like, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega is possible, and you got to do that match while you like while it's hot, which I think would be like right away. Yeah. So um, now I agree. I think Omega should retain against against uh, Danielson if if and when it happens. But at the same time, like it it isn't the worst idea in the world for AEW to put the belt on Brian Danielson. So like, yeah, I agree. Um, so there's a lot of good options there. But as far as for the super chat. I think, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I CM Punk at some point will win the title, but I think he'll win the title as a heel. Like yeah. I think, because even he's alluded to it in these promos and, and interviews, even since he's come back, basically saying like the shine's going to wear off. Like, yep. like he knows that he's like this reception is is a short term thing, and he's going to have to do something to stay like super relevant in the wrestling space. Also, so. with Punk, it's really freaking me out. I feel like I'm seeing a totally different person that I haven't seen in like 10, 12, 15. Like, CM Punk happy? Like, <laughs> when have we seen that? Seriously, like. Nothing at this scale. I mean, the guy is on cloud nine. He's promoting a wrestling pay-per-view. He can't wait to be there. Running a wrestling TV show. It's just, it's weird to me. And then he's like now talking about his love of wrestling again and like being bit by the bug again. And like, I mean, think probably 2011 was maybe the last time that Punk was like somewhat happy. So the last time that we've seen him like happy is like 10 years. So it's just, it's kind of weird. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging happy punk. So let's not go heel just yet, but um, you know, eventually it'll happen, but it it is throwing me off a little bit. I'm like, man, like he's he's really happy. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Another super chat from Brandon. Brandon, you're going to be at all out. Correct. Um, I believe you are. Uh, how do you guys see Hangman Page getting incorporated back into storylines again? And does the Omega feud pick back up when he returns, you think? Yeah, so I mean, honestly, what I think is going to happen is I think Brian Danielson, this is part of our preview prediction, I guess, but I think Brian Danielson is going to show. I think they're going to set up Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega at Arthur Ashe. I don't know how, but I think Kenny Omega is walking away with the title. 
And then I think it's going to set up him and Adam Page for full gear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that makes sense if it went down in that order. And it is somewhat predictable, though. So I could see it getting totally all over the place. I have no problem with that, though. Like, if it's totally predictable, like, just do it. Like, just do what makes sense. Like, CM Punk in Chicago is predictable. That was one of the best (laughs) moments in wrestling history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And – just because it's predictable doesn't mean that it's like bad, right? No, not at like all. you can have some great stuff that's, you know, you can kind of tell where this thing is heading, right? People, con- wrestling fans constantly complain about when something doesn't make any logical sense. Like they'll be like, this, like, I can't believe this happened. They should have just done this, 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 and this. Like how yeah. I had it in my head. But right. then when like, some of those same people, when exactly that happens, like the predictable thing happens, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's so predictable." Like totally, yeah. it. they should have done a swerve. It's like you can't, you can't ever win with certain wrestling fans. So it's like, you know, for me, all I want—I've said it a thousand times—good matches and storylines that make sense. That's literally it. Like it's so basic. Like I just yep. want good stories and good matches. Like just. Don't insult my intelligence on a, on a weekly basis. Just give me something somewhat entertaining and, and let, let people get over, which is what AEW is doing. Like they're letting people go out there and get over with the fans too. Like, yeah. So, but, but yeah, to answer the super chat, yes, I do. I, I think Hangman will get, he'll get, uh, back involved with the Omega storyline probably, probably right away. Like they'll have something go down between. Maybe some, maybe a little bit more goes down between the elite and the dark order or something, and Hangman comes back out to like help them, and like ultimately they do all wind up helping each other get to the title or whatever. I don't, I don't know. They'll, they'll figure it out, but I think it'll be good. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, so let's go over all out. You got the card, Stephen? Yeah. Just name off matches, and we'll talk about them. All right, so we're gonna start off. We'll start off. We'll build towards what I think will be the bigger matches. So. Okay. We'll start off with the uh, pre-show, which is the Casino Battle Royal uh, for the women's world title, the number one contender. So who we have in there so far, we got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Tay Conti, uh, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emi Sakura, Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan, and then there's eight women who have not been announced yet. Okay. I mean, to me, if you're going to debut Ruby Wright, Ruby Soho, this would be the spot to do it. Um, and she might even win the thing. Who knows? Like, that's, that's the great thing about like a battle royal type, uh, match. It, it doesn't have to necessarily like match the rankings or whatever. Right. So, um, I think that, uh, it's definitely possible that she'll be there. Um, I'm not sure. Who would actually win? Did you say Thunder Rosa's in it? She's in it, yeah. Okay. Some people were saying that Thunder Rosa and Britt might not go till 2022, which, I mean, it's not the worst idea if as long as there's, like, little small hints and it keeps building and then it's a huge match, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that even based on rankings, I think Rosa's, like, number two. So, I mean, I think that she has a, a real claim at this. So if she won, it wouldn't be that bad either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thunder Rosa, I think, is like the best option pretty much always because Thunder Rosa is just really, really good. But 
I think they will hold off on Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker until a little bit later again. And then as far like I feel like you don't go with Nyla Rose again. She's had a lot of opportunities. Um I'm trying to think who That's, else is on. This is actually a possibility that I didn't think of, but that could happen. AJ Lee, like April. Yep. Yeah. That's possible. I think it's I think it's really likely we get Ruby Soho. I think everyone's think kind of so expecting too. that. I'd love to see Jordan Grace. Like I'd love to see like uh some like TNA a, or Impact. Yeah, a big a big name from another company or someone from the NWA or something. I mean Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, I mean Deanna obviously that'd be huge. That might be a way for her to get to Brit that she's been trying to get. You know what I mean? She comes in and wins the the Casino Battle Royal. Yeah, you would just think they might. They wouldn't do that on the pre-show. But then again, like they actually do use the pre-show to try to get people to tune in. Like, and, um, I mean, Serena Deeb and Riho was great. That was sick. That was a great match. Yeah, and Serena Deeb on it. Like, she's definitely one of my top three favorite uh, women wrestling right now. Like, I I think Serena Deeb is fantastic. Um, but yeah, as far as a prediction, it's hard to know because eight people haven't been announced for it. So I'll say of the people who have been announced. I'd say Jade, Jade Cargill, I would say, has the best chance just because I think they're going yeah. to push her sooner or later. They're going to push her towards the title match. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess it'll be a, a mystery entrant. We'll be the one to actually win it. Okay. Um, after that, we've got, oh, and also make sure y'all hit the thumbs up button. We hadn't mentioned that. Hit the thumbs up button. If you send any super chats, so make sure to put it up on the screen and answer it. And, um, all of the super chat questions and everything will also be heard on the Fight Talk podcast. I take all the audio from the show and I upload it the next day on the Fight Talk podcast audio feed. So everyone will still hear your questions and everything being asked or, you know, a comment statement, whatever you want us to read out. Um, and we always appreciate you supporting the channel. So thank you for whoever does su- submit super chats. Yes, that very much appreciated. So. The next one, I was going to go, kind of go down the rest of this list here from here on out. So I've got John Moxley versus Kojima, which is, I like the match a lot. Like, I think it's going to be a really good match. I think a lot of people had their hopes up for uh, Tanahashi, but that isn't happening. But Kojima is, Kojima is a really, really damn solid wrestler. And he had a really good match with um, Joe Doring in Impact recently. Stuff So like, I think it's going to be really good, and obviously my prediction is John Moxley, but how do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, it just when you go from Tanahashi to Kojima, it's definitely a little bit of a downer. And then it makes me also worry about, like, New Japan possibly playing politics. Like, basically, we'll loan you guys, but, like, if we give you any of the big names, we're not jobbing. That that concerns me as well. Um, but... I don't think this is going to be a bad match. I think it's going to be a good match. I think luckily we're in a smart mark um, crowd, so they will appreciate Kojima and not be like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? So um, I think it'll be good, and I definitely think Moxley's going to win. I don't think I don't think Kojima is going to win this at all. <laughs> yeah, but I do love how Moxley has wrestled all these New Japan guys uh, recently. I think it's been really, really well done. And it just makes Moxley seem badass. That he'll just like wrestle anybody from any company. I, I just, yeah, I, I love all that about it for sure. And like I said, Kojima. If y'all haven't seen Kojima wrestle or are sleeping on him, like this will be a good match. I, I can guarantee it'll be good. I was a fan of his match with Will Ospreay. Um, they had like a false count anywhere type match, street fight, and it was good. And of course, Will won, but it was a good match. There you go. 
All right, so next one we got, we got Pack versus Andrade El Idolo, who will have Chavo Guerrero in his corner. Uh, Doug, how do you feel about this matchup, and who do you think is going to win? Oh, man. I feel like Andrade has to win them, but and I feel like it's going to be really good. Like, if he can't have, like, a great match with Pack, then there's definitely going to be some issues down the line. I also want to know how storyline is going to play into this because – Basically, he's been promising the Lucha Bros gold if they join him. And now the Lucha Bros have a title shot. So um, could they turn on Pac? Could they cost Pac the match to try to guarantee that they win the titles? It, I definitely don't think Death Triangle is going to stay together much longer. And I, I do think that the Lucha Bros are going to join Andrade. I just don't know if it happens at all out. But my pick is Andrade to win. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because I think everything you said makes a lot of sense. Um, the thing with Pac is like he had like, he beat Kenny Omega like early on in AEW and stuff, and like so they they obviously they view him very highly, and he could beat anybody. Yep. Um, but Andrade, I feel like needs the he needs the momentum. Maybe we get Ric Flair here also, which would be sick. Did you hear what Rick said? About uh, I'm, I, I heard his incredible promo at the NWA seventy three, but yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about um, how he could he could he said he couldn't do a singles match like he can't do it anymore, but he could do a tag match, and he would like to do him and Andrade versus Sting, and maybe it was Darby. I don't know, but maybe something Cody also I maybe I don't want to wrestle Cody. I don't know, but but he wanted to tag with Andrade, and he wanted to have Sting on the other match. So you could get Sting and Ric Flair in the ring. But he also said that Tony's a friend, and he hasn't called him yet. So, But, I mean, that could just be wrestling BS. Yeah, who knows? He's I also feel- supposed to be there in Chicago that weekend. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Ric Flair versus Cardona for the GCW title? Yeah. And did Andrade <laughs> did Andrade wrestle in AEW besides Matt Seidel? Did he have I another match? Now. Obviously, he had the Triple A match with Kenny. I remember that. Yeah, I can't remember now. It's kind of bad. He hasn't done a whole lot. No, and so that's why I think it's really important for him to not only just have a great match, but like he needs to he needs to probably win this match. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree that he he needs the win. Um, if they have big plans for him to any degree, so I'm going to go with Andrade for the win here as well. But I think it's also really likely that uh, Death Triangle turns on Pac. Um, up next, I'm up first on this one. You lucked out. We have <laughs> Paul White versus QT Marshall. Um, I think this match is going to last like. It's going to be quick. I, it's going to be used for one of two reasons, right? It's either going to be just the quick big show, like pretty much introducing him back to the AW crowd, like as a wrestler. And then like, it'll be him for Shaq or something sometime in the, cause that, that match will happen in AEW. And I want it to, we, we wanted it since I remember them squaring off in WCW back in the day. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Um, but, or, do they like reintroduce Anthony Agogo and have him like knock out the big show? 
I can see that maybe being a thing if, if this guy is like ready to come back and they want to do something with him. I could see because, you know, the big show with the knockout punch and the whole thing. Um, now, that said, my official prediction, I'm going to say, I'm just going to go with my gut and say that the big show just wins and it's just his kind of reintroduction as, as, as a novelty, very, very part time wrestler with AEW. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much the most part. I think the biggest match for Big Show is Shaq. So I think that you definitely have to just kind of show that he can still go. But, I mean, honestly, dude, like, when when I was in Houston, I mean, I was right up close to him. And, I mean, he can't walk straight like like normal. He's limping bad just, just to get back to the announcer's table. So, like, this whole idea of, like, I got another run in me. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, you're you're pretty beat up. So, um, I, like I said, I would I would do this to just kind of get him back in the ring. And the thing is, too, is like I don't think he's got the the fan support as much as they might think. Because like when they announced that match to the live crowd, everybody was kind of like, no, ugh. you know, like nobody was like, yeah, he's back. Like, no. So I think that. Uh, I think it might not go so well. I, I love how his theme music is like a very blatant ripoff of the WWE theme music. Yeah. Like the yeah. same exact thing. Um, no, but I think it's going to be a short match. No matter what, I think it's going to be a short match. I think Big Show wins the match. Yeah. So we're, we're going to both go with the Big Show. After that, we've got Chris Jericho versus MJF. Jericho What's says, funny is we're calling him the Big Show, and he's not even the Big Show. Yeah, anymore. it's he's just Paul White. Yeah. No more BS. He needs to either be called Captain Insano or yeah. Tall Paul. There's the only I two. think Captain Insano would get over with the AEW crowd. For sure, 100%. I think they would, so yeah. might have to pivot. Captain Insano or Tall Paul. Those are the only two acceptable <laughs> acceptable names. What about the Giant? I mean, if they were allowed to use that, then yes, 100%. I would, I would have completely 100% about that. The child is back on one TNT. Yeah. yeah, one strap. Grow his hair back out. There um, you I don't think that's going to happen. Possible. <laughs> um, but uh, next one we got Chris Jericho versus MJF. If Jericho loses, he keeps saying it very clearly, like that he'll never wrestle for AEW again. I feel yeah. like that's like a uh, kind of something that needs to be noted. Right. But how do you feel about them running this match back again? The stipulation, and who do you think wins here? I'm very torn on this. Jericho is one of those guys that always throws you curveballs. Is it out of the question to think that he might actually just be done wrestling? Like he's ready to retire. I mean, he's 50, 50, 51. I think um, he's had an unbelievable run at this point, right? I also think that. He helped AEW get off the ground, and now we have CM Punk, and we're going to have Daniel Bryan, and we're going to have some other names on the roster to where it's like he could step away and just do commentary and still be in the video game, the figures, all that stuff. And also, like, every time MJF would come out and he's on commentary, like, he could really put him over, you know, like that guy into my career, you know. Um so that is an interesting thing. I also think what would be the point of doing this whole labors of Jericho and having MJF beat you three times only for you to just run this back and beat him 
and then like move on. Like I, it just, it, it doesn't seem necessary to me. And then why would you add this stipulation that like, you're no longer going to be able to wrestle in these, this AEW ring and you're going to be a full-time commentator. Like to me, that's almost like there's a plan and we got to figure out how we can get that to happen. Right. So I'm kind of thinking he might lose. Who, Jericho or MJ? Yes, Jericho. Yeah. So my prediction, I'm going to say, I'm going to say MJF beats Jericho and retires him. But then by the next pay-per-view or maybe two pay-per-views, not depending on how long they can build it, Sammy Guevara wins back Jericho's career by beating MJF. Interesting. So, like, because Jericho could stay on commentary and they can keep doing the story. Like, the story can keep getting played out in front of us, but Sammy Guevara will be the one to get the big win over MJF, and Jericho's career will be... They'll have to have something where, you know, there's got to be something in it for MJF also, of course. they got to figure that out. But, um, but yeah, maybe something like that. Because I think, ultimately, Jericho does need to... And I think Jericho, like, I know Jericho said that when he started with AEW, the first person he wanted in, in the inner circle was MJF. Like right. he clearly sees something in him. But Jericho's also said for a long time that the end of his career, he's always, he's never visited himself like ending his career on something like, it's hard to explain. I mean, you've probably heard him talk about this. Like, yeah. He just wants, he, to, he just wants to vanish. Yeah, right. He just wants to vanish. Like I don't think he wants like the big like, career ending match i think like the rick flair moment yeah i think at some point like at some point he'll just he'll just kind of disappear but he'll stay kind of hidden in plain sight because he's so talented he'll probably wind up on commentary or doing whatever he's doing but but i do think it's important that sammy guevara beats mjf at some point like i think that's really important for sammy guevara's career um I think he should have pinned him after that 630 in their in their last match. Like after MJF had hit the tombstone off the second rope and all this yeah. stuff. When he hit that 630, I was like, okay, it's just just pull the trigger on Sammy now then, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, I think that could be maybe that's maybe that's the long term story. But I do think Jericho needs to lose to MJF on this show. So Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I uh uh it could go either way too. Like Jericho could beat MJF as well, like and just yeah. Um, you know, he, he had, he can use the Judas effect in this match as well. So like he, he can say like he wasn't able to win, but I do think that Jericho has been like going really hard. Right. And he did get injured in that blood and guts match. He's been wearing that cast thing for like freaking ever. He had five matches in five weeks. Um, and these weren't like little soft matches either. Like these were all pretty much like pay-per-view quality type matches, uh, he might really just want to break that, you know, he went through the whole pandemic. He, he did a lot and, you know, Fozzie's probably back touring. I'm pretty sure that their tour dates are out and everything. So I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if he's just wanting to break and, and then they find in a storyline, some way to bring him back later on or something. But I think it's possible that Jericho could lose and he could be gone a while. Yeah. I, I, I think a, a break at the very least, um, because there's just, I know I've been saying I want to see him in Ultimo Dragon again, but there's like a lot of like matches that are still out there for him. Like, especially with the Forbidden Door, like there's stuff. If he wants to dip his toes back into deathmatch wrestling, like if he enjoyed what he did with Nick Gage, like he can do that in GCW if he wanted to. 
Like yeah. there's a lot, there's just a lot he can, he can still contribute, I think. But that said, we both got MJF winning uh, at the pay-per-view. Next match we got, this is the match that I'm probably the most looking forward to outside of uh, Punk and Darby, which we'll talk about at the end. But we got the TNT title, Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I think that the stuff Miro has been doing lately has been really, really good. Like, I'm finally buying into, like, the hype that all these other people had for him for all this time. Like, I love yeah. I love the promos. I think what he's doing in the ring, it's looking good, and it makes sense. And, like, he looks great. And Eddie Kingston, this is going to be, like, an all-Japan style. Like, these two guys just beating each other down with chops and clotheslines. And this is going to look like a real fight. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I'm gonna say that Miro retains, but like, yep. but I think this is gonna be this is gonna be one of the best matches of the show. And this is the one that I, like I said, outside of Darby and Punk, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, who do you think wins? It sounds like you're probably going with Miro as well. Yeah, I think Miro's gonna win, but I think he's gonna get out of there with an inch of his life. Like, I think it's gonna be an absolute war, and he is he has not been in anything like this since his uh, Darby match. Like, I think I think it's gonna be one of those real tests for him. But I do think Miro wins. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match a lot. I also think the crowd's gonna be really into the match, just because Eddie hasn't really had much of a singles match lately, and I think that like the crowd will really be behind Eddie, like the underdog going against the dominant champion. And uh, I think there's going to be some false finishes. Like, like I said, I expect this match to not be like some squash match. I think it's going to be a battle. So we'll see. Yeah, I think AEW's been really smart with how they've booked Kingston, where like he doesn't win that often in like his big matches, but they keep him so relevant with like his his like friendship with Moxley. So he's like always involved in like stuff that matters, and he's super over with the fans. So. Ooh. He Lana didn't is, wrestle that much. Lana's 90 day also expired today. So she could be there to mm-hmm. possibly help Miro because he does reference his wife's flexibility. A lot. Yeah. So, and I, and I almost feel like it's kind of like the way to like right or wrong that the WWE did. I mean, they, they put that relationship through so much that I thought was just so disrespectful and they did it right in front of Miro's face. And they basically tortured him on the way out because he wouldn't renew his contract. And so I think it was company and like, it's just a, it's just a big screw you to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I necessarily really want to see Lana in AEW or not, but I will say like, I did like the pairing of her and Miro before they split them up. So see, that's my thing is like, I don't want to see her wrestle. We, right. we need that's to let that I'm, go. That's but I think, at, right? I think she would be a good manager for him. I think that she would uh, definitely gain. He, he would look more like a million bucks in my opinion with her by his side. Like he's a badass, but he's also going to be like, you know, guys will be envious of him because he's with her as well. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's where I think it would just it would really put him over the top. But you really gotta be careful with her because like I feel like that she'll want to be like, I can wrestle, I can prove everyone wrong and all this stuff. And like it's kinda to me, it kinda reminds me of like maybe like a Brandy Rhodes situation to where like she wanted to really like prove everybody wrong and it didn't really work out. So I, I that's why I would be a little bit worried about Lana and that. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. Uh, after that, we got 
another match that I think is going to be just really damn good. Uh, Steel Cage, AW Tag Team Titles, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks defending the belts against Penta and Phoenix. Doug, how do you feel about this? Because we've seen quite a few Young Bucks and Lucha Bros matches, but it's been a while. Um, yeah. Who do you think winds up winning here? So I, I believe the last time that they've faced each other, like one-on-one, was two years ago at All Out. So I think it's pretty cool that they waited this long to run it back. Because um, we got it like a, a couple or a few times right at the beginning of AEW. Yep, yep. Yeah. Both pay-per-views, double right. nothing, and then um, all out. So um, I would say that this is probably like the way that you describe the match that you're looking forward to, probably like second most. This is probably my match. Like I think this match is going to be bonkers. No telling what Ray Phoenix will do in a cage. Um, you think he's going to do the Elk Skipper? I don't want him to die. <laughs> you almost didn't die. Hey, babe, we, he almost fell. That's my biggest thing. And, like, Phoenix, to me, is a little bit more stubborn to the point to where he'll – I don't know. That guy's, that walk guy's crazy. Um, yeah. You He didn't die, but he will live forever by doing For that sure. move, though. For sure. I mean, I'm not hating. I oh, just, no, I know. Especially I, not you. I'm, I know. No, very, very no. aware. <laughs> I'm marked out. Like, that was one thing that I loved about TNA at the beginning when they were doing pay-per-views. Every single time they did a pay-per-view, they left you with something, like, extremely memorable that, like, made you be like, I have to watch that show. Yes. So the storyline of this is they're doing it in a cage match because the Bucks have been have, have had so much interference and, like, that's the way that they keep winning these titles. And so a cage match is supposed to stop that, right? Right. Now, if if the if the Lucha Bros join Andrade, then they're heels and the Bucks are already heels. So I just don't see that happening going in. Could Andrade help them win this match? Absolutely. Um but part of me kind of feels like Kenny and the Bucks are a package deal. And, like, if the Bucks lose, then Kenny loses the belt. And until then, if Kenny doesn't lose that title, the Bucks aren't losing the title. So I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards the Lucha Bros winning this match. But if the Bucks win, it wouldn't shock me. But, listen, I don't care what these haters out there say. I don't care if you don't think the Young Bucks are real-life tough guys or whatever. When it comes to pay-per-view, the Young Bucks always deliver. This is the Lucha Bros. This is the Young Bucks. It's in a steel cage match. This match is going to be insane. And not only that, if it's the same steel cage match that they had in Atlanta, that cage was high. I know. I know. And they've only done one cage match, which was the match in Atlanta. So these are rare and when those matches are rare, they usually try to make them really memorable. So I think this match is going to be insane. Yeah, I totally agree. It's going to be sick. Uh, I know you know this, but for anyone watching, like I was there in Atlanta for the for that Steel Cage match. Like when Cody did that moonsault off the top on Wardlow, it looked awesome because the cage was so high up there. Um, man, yeah, this match is going to be crazy. For a prediction, it's tough. I feel like, and real quick, mm-hmm. could Mister Bay Bay be involved in this match? Ooh, and like side with the Young Bucks? 
or turn against them. They did kill him in BT. That's right. I'm wondering how much of like the, the overall AEW audience knows about that, though. I agree. I don't think you can actually reference it that they killed him or whatever, but like it, it wouldn't be like crazy if Adam Cole attacked the Bucks or cost the Bucks the match. Right. And, and people then, like, are going to want to pop. People are going to want to pop for him too, right? When they see him the first time. And he is a baby face if he, if he costs the Bucks the titles. Right. Ooh, I don't know. The other side of this too is like if the Bucks retain, like who eventually beats them? Like they're kind of already starting to kind of run out of teams that they haven't not already only that, defended. Like, first of all, the rampage match between, um, Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros was straight fire, right? Yeah. And there's so many fresh matchups for the Lucha Bros to where the Bucks have kind of gone through everybody. So, and honestly, personally, I was kind of surprised. I thought this would be Jurassic Express and the Bucks. Like, that's yeah. what I thought that this was going to because they've sure. already wrestled. And then, like, now we're going to do it in a steel cage. So that was a little surprising to me. Um, so I don't know. But, okay, let's just do this. Does Adam Cole show up on Sunday? I'm going to say not if Daniel Bryan does. But if Daniel Bryan does not, then yes. I agree. I um, kind of feel like. Daniel Bryan was supposed to show up for Arthur Ashe. And because Adam Cole became a free agent, now it's probably Adam Cole for Arthur Ashe and Daniel Bryan for All Out. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling also. So, you know, I'll throw this out there too. I don't know when it'll happen, but, like, I'm really hoping AEW gets Anthony Henry because if they compare him and J.D. Drake together, that's another awesome tag team for their division, the Work Horsemen. Like, I really want to see them wrestle the Young Bucks. You also, we also got to figure, you know, FTR, if they beat uh, Proud and Powerful again, because they're having the rematch uh, tomorrow, right? So, man, that that injury is so That was sick. disgusting. That was disgusting. Did you see it? Like, yeah, they sh- I can't they sh- even, I don't even want to even honestly even talk about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, immediately just ripped it, and I was like, yeah. Oh God! So yeah. I'm I'm kind of nervous for that match tomorrow. Like I hope everything goes okay, but I mean they're saying it's legit. Like he's he's yeah. lost some feeling in his hands, and like I don't know. I don't know what their future's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. But you got like them, and you got Prime Powerful, and so you do have some other options that could still beat the Young Bucks down the line. So I like I am going to take the Young Bucks to retain here. Um, maybe maybe even 2.0, like 2.0 in the Lucha Bros. Yeah. I think would be entertaining. I mean, they and they're gonna probably really push top flight whenever uh, yeah. Darius is back because Dante's blown up yeah, so much. That would be great. Um, so I think there's still more for the Young Bucks to do with the tag titles, but they are starting to tread into water where like we got to look at like who might be the ones to beat them at some point. If they, I mean, here's the thing: they could beat all these teams that I've I've talked about, and then like Jurassic Express could beat them still for the titles yep. like, later. I mean, like there's there's a lot of good options. And a lot of rematches that'll still be good if, if it gets to that. So I'm taking the Young Bucks, but like obviously it wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Lucha Brothers won. I, I and I like the Lucha Brothers, obviously. I'm not thrilled with all the Sarah Weirdos that we always get on the <laughs> on the screen, but like so 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 over Steven. I know though. it's so over. That's where it's like it's hard to hate on it because like you got the whole crowd doing it right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, next match we got is... Uh, Hold on one uh, second. Chris uh, wanted to throw his two cents in. <coughs> Sorry. 
Steven's yeah. sick. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. Thanks for the uh, super chat as always, Chris. And his theory is, is the Lucha Bros take the belts at All Out, and then it sets up the return ladder match at Arthur Ashe Stadium where the Bucks win them back. Which could happen. They might not have a long title reign. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, could a rematch happen at Arthur Ashe? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a possibility. Thanks, Chris, for the super chat. Next also, match, we've got, proud oh. and powerful as well. First of all, I don't think they're proud and powerful anymore. They've just been called Santana and Ortiz now for a while. Like, better least, man. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, they kind of seem like they're kind of almost getting repackaged because, like, the inner circle seems like it's pretty much on the way out. So uh, they might, like, if they beat FTR again or whatever, then they might kind of up themselves and, and listen. If anybody watched Impact Wrestling and watched the Lucha Bros versus LAX, like they had some unbelievable matches. Yeah. Oh, and this also reminds me, since we're talking about tag teams, why hasn't Trent been on the show? Did I miss an injury or something? Who Trent? Oh yeah, yeah. he had he had a herniated disc in his neck. He had neck surgery. Oh, really? Because he just came back from injury, right? Yeah. And then yeah. He had like an elbow injury or something. Yeah. But no, he had like a, he posted it on Twitter that he had a herniated disc in his neck and he had neck surgery. And I mean, that's like Kurt Angle edge territory. So he's in bad shape. That's, that's the reason why Wheeler Yuta has now stepped in. Well, yeah. Cause I noticed that Wheeler has been tag teaming with Chuck on, yep. on like dark and stuff. Um, maybe even rampage. I, once again, I hard, it's hard to remember what shows which at this point, but, um, the AEW week. The AEW yeah. week. And I love it, though, because it, it makes Wednesday to Wednesday, it's not like this painful wait anymore. You're like, all right, it's already Friday. Here we go again. And that speaks a lot to the shows, too, where, like, yes, on Dark, you get a lot more squash matches. But, like, the fact that I'm watching all these shows and I'm not – like, I'm, it's hard to remember which shows which sometimes because, like, Rampage has been delivering dynamite quality stuff. So, like, you know, it's on par with Dynamite, which I think is really good. So, yep. um, so yeah, that sucks about Trent. That really sucks. I'm I'm really happy they're finally getting those action figures, though, soon. I'm going to pre-order those. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially because it's like, those are some guys that you never thought you would get an action figure of, and that's pretty sweet. Um, just a reminder, guys, if you haven't smashed that like button, go ahead. And if you don't mind, not just on the comments here, leave a comment on the actual video and let us know your predictions. What is the, what's the most um, anticipated match you're looking forward to and who do you think is going to win? Just leave that in the comments below. Yes. And speaking of uh, action figures, we didn't think we were going to get and somebody who's going to be in that same set as the best friends. Next match, we have Chris Statlander challenging. Yes. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's World Championship. I like this matchup a lot. I was a big Chris Statlander fan on the indies, and in particular her work with Beyond Wrestling. Like She was one that I was like, she, I felt like she should have got signed back before AEW existed. I was like, I saw a lot of potential in her. She had to deal with some injuries early in her AEW career, but now she's like in a really good spot. And I think yep. that, I think this match is going to be really good. And I think Statlander is better than what people uh like have seen so far from her. Like, I think she's going to put on a really good performance in this one. Um, and Britt Baker is one of the most over wrestlers on the entire roster. So like yeah. this, this should be really damn good, but I got to say Britt Baker retains here. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, I just don't think there's any way you take that title from Britt Baker right now. Like, there's exactly. just no way. But I do think this is going to be Britt's best match, even past um, Sheeta. Because I felt like even the Sheeta match necessarily didn't go as planned. Like, yes, we wanted her to win the title, but it seemed like maybe one was concussed or hurt, and it, it kind of went off the rails towards the end. And then the Red Velvet match, it was good, especially being in Pittsburgh. It had a lot of uh, – and then the Nyla match, not the best. So I really feel like this is a great way to showcase Statlander, and I think this is going to be the best match we've seen a Brit probably since the Thunder Rosa match. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be damn near impossible to top the Thunder Rosa match. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be top of the rest of her career, potentially. That match was just really, really, really damn good. Um, Could you imagine if that had, like, a sold-out crowd, too? Oh, I know, right? That's yeah. why I think people really want them to run it back, just because it was, like, it was perfect. And what I love, too, is the character dynamics, right? Like, Brit is such, so different than Thunder in every single way. And I love that part where, like, Brit, like, got water on Thunder's face and then rubbed off all of her makeup. It was just like the the high school bully treating, you know, the the kind of the nerd, like, in a disrespectful way. And I'm not saying Thunder Rose is a nerd. I'm just saying, like, that was her attitude towards her. Like, she was beneath her. And, yeah. and then when they actually wrestled, it was like two equals going to war. So I, I love the story. I love the dynamic. I think it works. I think they're both fan favorites. I think it would... It would probably even be like 60, 40 Brit Rosa. Like I, I'm looking forward to that. And if they build it right, like I said, and they wait all the way till 2022, but like that could be a huge match. Yeah, for sure. So while it, while this probably will not be that match, I do think it'll be the second best match that Brit's had. This, this match with Statlander. Yep. Um, next we got the AEW. World Championship, Kenny Omega defending the title against Christian Cage. I think I, I, hope, I think up next we got CM Punk versus Darby Allen. No, that's last. That'll be the main event. I don't think so. Because now Daniel Bryan's debut will put that title match as the main event. You think that they'll close the show out with Daniel Bryan coming out after Kenny Omega if, wins? If Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, stare down. Thank you for ordering the pay-per-view. Y'all have a good night. Bam. He does the good night, yeah. good night, or damn deal. Imagine, imagine doing that. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see that happening. I just I also don't know if that, like, out pops CM Punk for his first match. That's a tough one. I That's think, a tough one. Because it's in I, Chicago. That's a big I, part of this. I, I get it. But I think Chicago loves Daniel Bryan damn near oh. as much as they love CM Punk. Like, I think it's – they view them almost like 1A, 1B. I mean, you could still have Daniel Bryan come out and do that in after the co-main. And then the crowd's just, like, super pumped up. And then the next thing they got is the return of CM Punk. And they're going to be just as loud for that. And then you just end the show with Punk just winning and just send everyone home happy. I don't know. You could really do it either way. Um, I mean, it's it's on you for the first prediction. So, I mean, which one do you want to do? You can do either match. Let's do CM Punk Darby. All right. So, go for it. Who do you think wins, CM Punk or Darby Allen? How do you CM think it Punk. happens? I think CM Punk is going to win. And I think that this is go- Darby is going to take some brutal bumps. 
because I think that that's going to be what's memorable about it is because punk, let's be honest, punk is not going to take some crazy bumps. Um, I think punk's going to try to protect himself the best he can. And I think Darby's just going to go all out. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, though, I do think that I think that that Darby puts up a hell of a fight. I think that Punk is like damn near like he's he's gonna look like he he barely escaped by like it like he he's gonna look like he barely made it through. But I think he does win the match and tries to put up tries to put over Darby in the process. Yeah, I mean, I think CM Punk just has to win clean. Me too. You know. Uh, I guess there's like, there's a chance maybe Sting could turn on Darby. Like, I don't think that'll happen, but I'm just like throwing that out there. I guess it could, but at the end of the day, like you were saying, Darby looks really damn good. He comes really close to winning, but at the end of the day, it's CM Punk in Chicago first match in like eight years or whatever. Like you, he's got to win. I mean, he yep. just has to, um, do you so, think yeah. that Punk will be coming out in shorts or like the tights, like Ring of Honor days, or do you think he's gonna maybe be a tweener of it? You know, I hadn't I even thought about gonna, that. I think he's gonna look different. I think that he, he, you know, whenever you come back from a long layoff, I think you want to look somewhat different. I agree. You know, I the only kind of problem, I guess, with like the fight shorts is like the kind of. That's kind of like MMA, kind of, but like uh-huh. that. But they also might want to play into that, like. Uh-huh. So I don't. I mean, it, I think it would be cooler if he came out to like win like the old school Ring of Honor style, like the Bayer fight fight shorts. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. I hadn't even thought about it though. I, I was assuming he'd just come out and try and like the speedo looking gimmicks, right. but. Um, he is returning to pro wrestling though, so yeah. you know it might be a different look. Yeah, should have kept his hair growing out and dyed it blonde. <laughs> and then Brian Danielson's got to show up totally clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. But yeah. or like I said, he's got to lose, and then that's what his redemption story starts as is a montage of him shaving all of his hair off. And then, um, anyways, yeah. So I'm gonna take uh, CM Punk. I think that's a pretty obvious choice, but I think it's gonna be awesome, and I think it's gonna be cool to see a little dynamic between Punk and Sting because that's just such a random thing that we never thought we would ever get, like those two guys like squaring up with each other or something. So um, we're shaking each other's hands after the match or whatever. Like, this is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then the the last match we got here, AW World Championship, Kenny Omega defending against Christian Cage. I I feel like, well, they're building towards Christian versus um Ace Austin and Impact, which I think is really good. Yes, I like, love it. I love it too, but like I love the idea of Kenny Omega versus Ace Austin more. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So like I personally, I'd like to see Christian put. Uh, I, I hope that this week between Dynamite and Impact, sometime before All Out, that the stipulations added that Christian has to defend his title in this match also, and it's title for title. Gotcha. Um, I because I, I want to see. Kenny get that belt back, and I want to see Kenny versus Ace Austin. I think as as great as Christian is for Impact, the matchups against Kenny with these new guys are still more intriguing to me. So, um, which is that, frustrating because it's like they had the opportunity to do those matches, and they kept choosing other yes, people. I know, I know. Yeah, it was very. And then the moment that Christian wins the title, it's like, 
hey, let's have him face Ace Austin. Like, yeah. you didn't think about that when Kenny had the belt? Exactly, because he also got, like, Josh Alexander. Right. Like, I mean, there's these great matchups. But, um, you know, once again, there's nothing against Christian. It's just Kenny is Kenny. I mean, just we got to keep it real. Like, Kenny's – I will say this, though. If they were able to have that good of a match at Rampage on, like, a TV match that went about 15 minutes, I think they could have a really good pay-per-view match. I think the match is going to be really good. Like, I, Christian is very, very solid in the ring. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him as far as, like, him being able to have good matches. But, once again, he just – he isn't Kenny Omega. But, but, like, no one really is. Right. There's very few people on that level or even close to that level right now. Um, But – I do think it would be only fair for even in storyline for Christian to put his title on the line. He's getting two chances against this guy in two different title matches. Regardless, I mean, Kenny has to retain the AEW title. There's no way they put both those belts on Christian. If Omega loses, we riot. Like, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, I that's unacceptable to me. Like, Kenny has to keep winning. And like I said, the only person that should be taking that title off of him is Adam Hangman Page. I would be I would accept if Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson took the belt off of him just because he is that huge of a name. He is a legend. And I'm basically willing to do whatever to get that match. Like I want to see that match. So um it will be interesting. Let's just say that'll definitely be interesting. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think Kenny Omega wins the match. Yeah, for sure. We both got Kenny. And one last thing I'll say about this show too is like it's pretty incredible that we have a card that's this stacked. Like we talk, we're talking a pretty damn stacked pay-per-view card right here. Totally worth the money. Completely worth the money that, that we'll be paying for it. And it doesn't even have Hangman, doesn't have Cody, doesn't have, you know, like there's, you know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is how stacked this company is. Like there are, there are top names that are not involved in this. And it's still the stack, which is an awesome position for AEW. Sammy, Sammy Guevara, Jungle <clears throat> Boy. Like there's a lot that aren't on there. Yeah. A ton of the tag teams. A ton of, that's why it's going to be interesting, like I said, when contracts expire, like who stays and who goes. Because I personally think that they never thought that they were going to be able to have the ability to have this many stars this quickly. But at the end of the day, and like Tony Khan said, one of the funnest things about the wrestling business is talent acquisition. Like, and that's so true. Like, one of the number one things that I remember about the Monday Night Wars were guys jumping ship. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things ever. And when a guy was a free agent and he showed up with the other company, like so much buzz. And it's just, it's just so crazy how like the perfect storm has happened for AEW. I mean, if you just go from like December when Sting showed up, right, to like where we are now. I mean, it's, or even when Christian showed up to where we are now, like you'd have never thought in a million years these guys would be available. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked out. <clears throat> excuse me. It's worked out awesome. And, uh, yeah, people mentioning more people, like team, no, no team Taz, no Lance Archer. No, I mean, like a lot of guys that are like really big for the, no, no Ethan Page and Scorpio. They've been like really yep. involved. I mean, there's a lot of, but, but this isn't a bad thing. I need to make that really clear for people listening. That might be negative on the idea of like, well, they got too many people or blah, blah, blah. This is a great problem to have yeah. because this is also a way that you can have 
loaded dynamites that lead into yep. loaded rampages that lead into loaded pay-per-views. Like, this As is- you say, like no team Taz, but there's a big match between Brian Cage and Will Hobbs and they have a road two and everything. Like they're going to get some time and that's going to be a big match. And then FTR and or Santana and Ortiz have a match on dynamite tomorrow as well. So both of those are big matches and they would be on the pay-per-view if they could find a spot, but they just don't have a spot for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no Malachi Black, but like yeah. his stories are going to just keep building though. Like he's in the middle of a big story with the Nightmare family. Like the payoff for that might wind the, the eventual payoff for that will be him versus Cody again, probably at the next pay-per-view. But we have all this time to build that. Like I mean, there's so yeah, this this is a stacked card <clears throat> and uh this company is uh yeah, this company absolutely rules. Love AEW. Can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, honestly, I know we're in a streaming world. I know that not everybody has 50 bucks, but honestly, I think you should really support this company. Um, you know, get together with a couple of your buddies and split the pay-per-view bill, bill. But like, there's only four of these a year. So at the end of the day, you know, if you're happy with the AEW product, order the pay-per-view, show, show your support. And, uh, cause this is, this is a company for the fans. And it's being ran by one of us. So what we need to do our part as well, we need to actually pay for this pay-per-view and order the pay-per-view. So not trying to preach to anybody. And, I mean, if you can't afford it, then I understand. But if you can't, definitely order the pay-per-view and actually pay for it. I mean, you were even saying that back in the Bill and Doug days. You were always saying that about TNA pay-per-views and stuff. Like, it was worth the money. Like, that's how you support. I mean – even if you have buddies to split it with, like you said, like like get together. Like here's a here's a tip for y'all. Just throwing it out there for for y'all. Like even if you have friends, then you have like a there's like an outlet where it'll let multiple people watch off of like some of these streaming services will let like two or three people use a login at one time to watch shows. Like yep. hit up your buddy, you know, twenty five twenty five. You can split it even if you're not in the same room together. Like there are ways to still support. You're still getting your money. You're not breaking the rules at all. Like the services allow you up to a certain amount of people to watch it. Like there's, you're, 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 it's totally by the, by the books and you're still giving them your money and you're still supporting it. Like I, I'll throw that out there just for people as well. Sometimes people hear that and they're like, man, I don't know if I can spend 50 bucks, but you know, do you know there another wrestling fan? You can split it 25, 25. Do you know multiple fans and you can just kind of jump on the same login? Like you're, they're still getting your money. You're still getting to watch it. So. Um, so yeah, just throwing that out there. There, there's ways to still support and still pay and, and still watch these shows, even if you feel like you might not be able to afford it on your own. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess that's basically all out or the pay-per-view. We're all super excited for it. I think it's going to be one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. I think you're going to see Ruby Soho and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Um, so if you're into like surprise appearances and stuff like that, I mean, I think that that's definitely going to be great moments. Uh, you like pops from crowds. There you go. Um, so definitely order it. And then now that that's out of the way, a couple things on dynamite that kind of drove me crazy. So one, were you okay with Malachi black beating up the Anderson kid Brock, right? Yeah. And, and then Arn but running away from Lee Johnson. I, it's funny because, you know, I watched Dynamite with 
usually with my brother and my buddy. Yeah. And that was like the first thing I said when, when Lee Johnson ran them off. It's like exactly what you just said. I was like, oh man, like that's kind of weird. Um, I will say this though. Yeah. Marked out when Arn blocked the kick. Definitely, <laughs> like, definitely. I did not. And I like that that Malachi kicked him in the balls because that really put him over as an evil human being. Like you're going to kick an old man in the balls because he outsmarted you on your kick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he looked heartless doing it. So I, I liked that part, but it almost felt like to me like Lee Johnson was supposed to be Cody. Because it's like if Cody ran after there, then it makes all the sense in the world for Malachi to retreat, right? Like Cody's pissed, he wants revenge. I'm not gonna I'm not prepared for this right now, I'm just gonna leave. But Lee Johnson, who just got beat up by Miro, like I didn't like that. And then uh I almost felt like it could have been at least Dustin, something. Right. But it just it just was weird. And I and I didn't think it was the best idea to start the show off with Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy and like Matt's doing the delete and Orange is doing the fake kick. Like, start off a show when you're getting new viewers the, right off the bat. Start it off with something like the the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. <laughs> something that's like really like whoa, you know? Yeah. That 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 was my only gripe. But like I said, I really feel like we're treading water at this point. We're just trying to get it all out because the whole company changes again. I mean, look at all the buzz that CM Punk brought. Then you're going to bring in Brian Danielson, and then you're going to bring in Adam Cole. And I keep hearing all this stuff about Bray Wyatt, and he might not be sure. Listen, whatever's happening, Punk's flirting with him. You know what I mean? Like, Punk's putting the initials on his shoes. He had the Fiend shirt uh, for for uh, when he came out to talk to Christian after the show went off the air. Like, he's definitely <laughs> saying, like, Bray, come over here. And uh, I just don't feel like you put yourself out there like that if you think that he's going somewhere else. Yeah, I feel like Bray's. <clears throat> I feel like Bray's coming in as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's a a lot of good stuff going on. That's for sure. What do you think? What do you think about the 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 rumors of Buddy Murphy, who is now Buddy Matthews, and Braun Strowman <laughs> going to Impact Wrestling? Um. I mean, I, I'm going to say this. I'll just say it. Like, I don't want, I don't necessarily want Braun Strowman in AEW. So like, yep, yep. so I'm fine with him in Impact because like Impact can really do whatever they want. Like they'll probably just give him the push that they were giving to W Morrissey if Morrissey's about to leave the company. That's Once, exactly what I thought. Like it's to them, they look at it yeah. as an upgrade and then he can just go his separate ways. <laughs> Exactly. That's kind of how and, I feel about it. Kind it kind of makes sense that he went back to the WWE, honestly. Like he's kind of proven that he's gotten back, you know, his life back together and the WWE loves his size. Uh he definitely looks improved in all aspects in my opinion. So I mean, it, it would make sense for him to go back to the WWE. Yeah, the, the only scenario that I would be interested in Braun in AEW is if he came in with Rowan and Wyatt. Like if they That if, would be kind of cool. Yeah, especially if they had like if they can't like how crazy like how cool would it be if like Bray, <clears throat> Strowman, and Harper all debuted together wearing Brody Lee t-shirts. Yeah, you know what I mean. It'd be like, oh, okay, like that would that would be pretty badass. So yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> something like that would be really cool. 
Um, I do think it's kind of cool, though, for Impact, right? Like, that's a pretty big star power to get those two names. And then it's kind of like people are going to give it a chance. They're going to watch it. They're starting to have crowds return. Like, I feel like that they're getting a little bit of more momentum now. And, you know, Christian is going to face Ace Austin. Like, they're moving kind of in the right direction, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. As far as Murphy – like, I I want to see him really wherever. Like, I, I, yeah. I'd i be fine with him really anywhere. But I think it would be – in AEW, I think he get kind of lost in the shuffle, at least initially, especially yep. with all these other big names coming in. I think it would benefit him long-term to do Impact or New Japan or even Ring of Honor or, or MLW or, like, do something like that, really build up your kind of indie following. Yep. And then when the time is right – then you maybe, you know, plug him in with like AEW or something, depending on the storylines and stuff going on. But right. Yeah. It's just really hard. And once again, this is nothing against Buddy Murphy, but it's like, if he's on a list where it's like Buddy Murphy, Adam Cole, Bray Wyatt, Brian Danielson, you know, like he's just, he just straight up is going to get lost in that. It just, it just is. So, um, so, but as far as for impact, that could be very good because for as far as impact, Buddy Murphy could come in and be like a title challenger pretty much immediately and yeah. just let him go from there. So, yeah. so yeah, for impact, I think those would both probably be, <clears throat> probably be good signings for that company. And I think they're both better suited there than in AEW right now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I just think, I think Bray's going to AEW at the end of the day. Like I just can't see him going to, to impact when I, I know that people in AEW want him. So yeah. that's, that's my biggest thing. You know, it would be, what could be a cool story at some point too, because once again, like AEW acknowledges the past history of the wrestlers and all that. We could get like a proper, like Bray Wyatt, Brian Danielson feud where like they talk about when he was with them and stuff. And like, yeah. you know, like they can go back to that, but have like a story that's actually put together by like the mind of Bray Wyatt and the mind of Brian Danielson and the mind of Tony Khan and stuff and like have like a real there's just a lot of really cool stuff I think Bray Wyatt could do with the right creative freedom. So right. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. I uh that was a good that was a good uh was that a super chat about No, that about was just my question. Oh, okay. Well that was yeah. a good question. Yep. Yep, I'll pat myself on the back. Yeah, I did so we did get a super chat though. Yeah, we did. It's from Dirty. He wants to go into MMA. So we'll just answer this question, and then we'll go back to wrestling, and then we'll go back to MMA. So, Dirty, thanks as always for the super chat. Um, should the winner of Till and Brunson or Cannoneer fight Izzy next? In my opinion, if Till wins impressively, he's the next guy. Just because, I mean, well, I, Whitaker's the next guy. But then I think after that, Till is the next guy because Till can talk. Till and Izzy have wanted to fight for a long time. It doesn't have to be to where he has to go through like all these guys to get there because Izzy's kind of cleaned out the division. So in my opinion, I think the UFC wants Till to win. I think they want Till to face Izzy. I think Izzy wants Till. So this is really supposed to be the Darren Till show, and it's just to see if Brunson pisses in everybody's Cheerios. Well, the the cruddy thing for Brunson is on paper he's done more than like anybody else if he beats Till to like make a claim for a title shot. Yep. But <clears throat> didn't uh Izzy's beaten Brunson though non-title before. Destroyed him. Yeah. So, I don't really have an interest in seeing that again. Like you were saying, 
if Darren Till wins, especially impressively, that's the fight both the guys want. That's a huge fight on their side of the world, especially. Like, if you could do yeah. that fight in, like, New Zealand or something, that would be massive. Yeah. Um, or England or really wherever. I mean, anywhere in the UK, every, you know. So, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> sorry, I got some, like, kind of caught in my throat. I apologize. No, it's all good. I got, like, a tickle in my throat. But, uh, but I, I, I but if, if Brunson wins, then I could see Cannoneer being uh, being next, and then you also have to you know factor in. It, this is also assuming Izzy retains over Whitaker, because if Whitaker wins, they'll run back a trilogy like next for both guys, because they'll be one and one, and and we've already seen Whitaker beat Cannoneer and stuff, and so we've seen Whitaker beat Till. So like yep. it, a lot of this depends on Izzy winning as well. I agreed, and it really also depends on when they're booking. Whitaker and, and Izzy, like, is it next year? I mean, if, if Till can't, like, Till can't wait forever, right? So if he has to fight again, maybe they do do, like, Till and Cannoneer for the number one contender. I don't know. Yeah, but the company's also been waiting on Till a lot, too. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Like, like he, he has not stayed nearly as active as I think that they would have wanted. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, but I do think, I think at the end of the day, we're both in the same, we're both on the same page. Like, the company wants Till versus Adesanya. I think both fighters want that fight, and that's what I think they'll do if he beats Bronson. Yeah. This is one thing, too, I want to talk to you about. So they're hinting at the Dark Order members not agreeing with Uno, and immediately everyone thinks that's Bray Wyatt coming in to, like, basically save the Dark Order or whatever. But, I mean, like, Adam Page is not out of this, in my opinion. Like, I still think Adam Page and the Dark Order are still going to be involved with each other and history and all. Like, I just don't think all of a sudden Adam no longer talks to the Dark Order and the Dark Order just keeps fighting until Bray Wyatt shows up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I could I, – like, I don't think that Bray Wyatt being the leader of the Dark Order is, like, the worst idea. Yeah. Um. You know, so, like, if they do it the right way and this was, like, kind of some seeds – to plant that like eventually head that direction. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I just don't think it's a dead giveaway that everyone thinks like in the media, right. they're like, Oh, there's dissension. Bray's going to come in. Right. And this also, once again, like the, I hate making the direct comparison, but like, this isn't the WWE we're talking about. Like just because there's been a little dissension doesn't mean that at the end of the story, dark order is like an awesome group that like is still together. They may or may not have a new leader. Hangman Page may, at the end of the day, like, you know, I think Hangman's <clears throat> Hangman's going to have to win the title without the Dark Order. I think that's a part of the story is, like, Hangman doing it on his own. Yep. But there's nothing stopping the Dark Order from coming out and celebrating with him once he once he does it. You I'm know just what I mean? really concerned that, like, Hangman becomes champion and then he feuds with Bray right off the bat. Like, I really don't want that. Yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it as long as Hangman wins. Yeah, I just, man, like, you don't see, I mean, I guess you possibly could see them going, like, Punk or Brian going right at the title, but it's just like, I just, I think Bray can be used so much better if he's just allowed to be creative with who he is, but he doesn't have to be the top guy. Like, that's, I just don't want him to be the top guy. He kind of worked better without a title, always. Yes. Jeez. I'm going to clear my throat real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We'll see if Steven returns. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, send them my way. If you haven't hit that like button, please do. Um, like I said, comment down below on the matches you're looking forward to the most. Uh, 
I think this is going to be a huge pay-per-view and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I also think Dynamite's pretty loaded tomorrow. I think Dynamite's a pretty can't-miss show. You're going to have the uh, the Elite versus the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. And when I say the Elite, it's Gallows and Anderson and the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. You have Hobbs versus Brian Cage, which has had a nice little build-up. And... Um, yeah, uh, there's another big one. Oh, yeah, FTR and uh, Santana and Ortiz. They said CM Punk is also going to talk. So, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Jeff Scott, Bucks versus Lucha Bros will be a match of the year contender. It's always a reliable choice because at the end of the day, the Young Bucks deliver on pay-per-view. 49ers fan for life, which is Eric. says, Bray will bring back what the Dark Order originally was. Did we like what the Dark Order was originally? Because, like, it was very much a mixed bag. You know what I mean? Um, Michael, switching it up with fantasy. Do you have any fantasy drafts yet? If so, who's your first-round picks? I have them this weekend. So, um just kind of, I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Like, hopefully I can get one of those running backs. So I'm picking five in one of my leagues. So I'm hoping, like, possibly a Zeke can fall to me. Um, it's weird. I've seen some of the rankings, too. And, like, there's a lot of guys that I thought would be ranked higher that are going to be there kind of low. So hopefully I can get two or three solid running backs. I always think getting a tight end is important too because it's really been the difference of winning a lot of my leagues. And, you know, I think the days of like picking a quarterback in the fifth, sixth round are kind of over because these dual threat quarterbacks that can run and pass and score touchdowns and get rushing yards and all that stuff, they can really rack up points. So I think it's important to draft a dual threat quarterback as well. So it's just kind of wherever the board takes me. Um, I would definitely favor going hot, heavy on running back before I would wide receiver. I feel like you can always find a pretty good wide receiver in the later rounds. So, yeah, I want wide receivers. <clears throat> wow, I just cleared my throat. I'm not gonna feel it again already. Um, I just uh, sorry. I think I'm just like dealing with some allergies or something. But um, I, I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see, with my Vikings jersey on. So I did that right before the the draft or the stream tonight, and. Uh, my my league is set up a little differently. We do the two quarterbacks. We do defenses, the defensive players and stuff like that. But like Doug was saying, you can usually get away with scoring some de- – like <clears throat> you have like your really, really top-tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop-off, and a lot of people are really at kind of the same level and kind of like the meat of like that position. So you can kind of afford – unless you're like trying to go – unless you're trying to get like a – you know, DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, like really early for like whatever reason, or like a Devonte Adams or something like that. Um, it, you can, yeah, you can get away with waiting a little bit on your wide receiver. I'm a little concerned about Kamara, Michael, just because like no more Drew Brees and Jameis is so erratic. So I'm just not sure that like Jameis and Kamara will be on the same page, but I mean, Kamara's a beast, so I'm not saying no, but I just, I don't know if I'm just like jumping to get him either. Yeah, like Eduardo says, running back is usually pretty thin. 
in my league, the quarterbacks are usually the, the biggest uh, point getters, but running backs aren't far behind, especially depending on who you have. I wound up getting uh, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook in my draft, and uh, that's uh, that was really big for me because, like you're saying, with running backs being thin, once I took those two and, like, Kamara was off the board and um, McCaffrey was off the board at that point, and then there was, like, a pretty big drop-off in, like, quality after the first, like, five, six guys, so... Um, Jim says that you got Chris Herndon, which I told you um, yep. that he's like pretty good when he's used right. I, t- I actually told Steven that uh, before we went live. So he was one of those guys that like never really got his chance because the Jets quarterbacks were terrible and they never, and they had a horrible head coach also. So we'll see if he has a little bit in him. And I think, I think Malky is his agent. Like Malky's Malky got a lot, yes, Malky's got a lot of football players now. So. Yeah, him and Abraham, I guess, are probably both. I feel like Abraham's kind of running the MMA side. If it's a big big enough fight, (laughs) Malky gets involved if it's one of his bigger clients. But for the most part, he kind of lets Abram run that, and then he takes over on football side. Is Malky still with John Jones? No. Okay. John represents himself. That's probably – I mean, I don't know if John Jones representing himself is necessarily the smartest no, thing. But well, he does it now. John uh, John actually signed with the former Golden Boy promoter, Richard Schaefer. Okay, well, that's good. Because yeah. the thing with Malky is, like, I actually I like the Cowell brothers. But, like, I remember Malky, like, was, like, signing John Jones's like, probation hours off for him and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, and, like, John wasn't taking the classes. and so, You know what I mean? Like, he was, yep. like, helping him, like, cheat to get by kind of stuff. Malky, like, Malky likes the guys that are rough around the edges. If they have off the field issues, he tries to draft them. He's, he's always kind of been that guy. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, let's get back to um, let's, let's cover the independence this weekend. Yeah. So I got to pull up what GCW has got going on. Cause they got like, Three shows or something? Isn't there? Wasn't there like a six event bundle or something on five? Was it that many shows? Let me uh, because I, I have them written down in my calendar to my right. I, I know there was like a, I think there was like a Thursday, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. Maybe I know Sunday is Effie's gay brunch is like uh in the afternoon on Sunday. <clears throat> Let's see. So we got. Oh, that's right. They got one tomorrow. GCW Horror Slam. I don't know if this is part of the package or not. Uh, you got GCW Guilty Conscience on Thursday, and okay, here's the bundle. Let me see what the bundle all comes with. This is what I'm hoping to. Uh... So we've got Guilty Conscience on the second. We've got Freelance Underground, No Place Like Home. Wait, did this come with this? What package am I looking at? Second <laughs> City Bundle. Second. Oh, this comes with more than just. GCW. This because this also includes freelance and Black Label Pro. Yeah, the the third the cup <laughs> stuff or whatever that is. Yeah, I need to I need to hit up Fight TV and uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it came with all this. I didn't realize yeah. it came with all this. It's a um, big weekend. It's a really big weekend. Well, I was obviously you know GCW is the art of war games. That's like that's yes. the big one. That's, that's the, the big night one. before All Out, and obviously that's on I was going to be watching that regardless. That's on Saturday? <clears throat> yeah, it's on Saturday. Okay. And then Big Gay Brunch is at noon, but I think that's at noon on Sunday. Um, and Black Label Pro is at 3 on, sat- or on Saturday. So, yeah, so the, the full thing, 
uh, September 2nd, which is Thursday, they've got Guilty Conscience. On the 3rd, they have Freelance Underground and GCW in Black Label Pro, Three Cups Stuffed. Then on Saturday, the 4th, they got Black Label Pro's uh, Ground Control, the Major Tom. I think that's a show based on Tom Lawler, or like he's like, that's the, what is the name's based off. Gotcha. And then you got GCW, The Art of War Games, and then noon, it says Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Chicago. Yeah, a lot of, uh, there's also something- a show in Chicago this weekend that's going to be Daniel Garcia versus Davey Richards. And that's going to be on fight as well. It's like 13 bucks. I don't remember what, it, which one it is though. That'll be it has great. like Ace Austin on there. Like it has a, it's a good lineup that they have. Something I learned today. This was just interesting to me. I watched the, or I, um, I saw they put out the, it's like the top 500 black wrestlers list. They did yeah, it last year that. as well. I saw that. Um, and I was looking through the names yeah. and Jordan Oliver was on there. And I was like, what? Oh. what? And then like I looked into it and like he's act- like he's black. I had no idea. Like I, 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 I looked on there and uh, there was a tweet from like last year where AJ Gray was like, yo, I didn't know Jordan Oliver was black. And I was like, Okay, AJ Gray didn't notice. Like I have, like I, I really had no idea. But like it just kind of oh. threw me off. I was going yeah, through the list, and I was like, Jordan Oliver, why is he on the black wrestlers list? And turns out he's black. I, I had, I had no idea. So wow. you know, learn, learn something today. How about Brian Keith? He was nineteen on that list. Yeah, dude, Brian Keith's killing it. All these guys are killing it. I think they had Trisha Dor at number one. Um, I think AJ Gray was. I think it was Trisha Dor at one, Bobby Lashley at two, AJ Gray at three. Lee Moriarty, yeah. yeah. So it was a yeah, really solid list. Um, but yeah, like I said, I learned something today. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, like honestly, if you've been following the um, Nick Gage storyline with uh, what are they called, the Cleveland Ohio kids? Four four four. Four four zero, yeah. The, the, this is a huge War Games match. It's got all the top GCW stars in it. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I hope the production's good. I hope they're in a good building and everything. Other than that, like I think it should be great. Um, and uh, there's th- these these cards are crazy. They've got some wild matches this weekend. So I definitely recommend this weekend catching some independent wrestling as well. Like, like this is just going to be a big week for wrestling and it's pretty much all happening all in the same spot in Chicago. Like Chicago is going to be lit this weekend. So if you are going to be around the area. There's plenty to see. You see the, the new title belt that Cardona is showing off. I did. That's the spinner belt. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's really ramping it up. Speaking GCW, of Cardona, GCW universal championship. There's my the custom the custom right there. Nice. Doug is in the custom figure game. <laughs> I'm into whatever figure game. It doesn't matter as long as it looks realistic and they do a good job. Yeah. And I I won't pay a fortune for it, but if it's decent price, I'll definitely think <clears> about it. I can't get into the customs. I can't do that to myself. But I also didn't say I also been like pretty firmly against getting into the elites and the ultimates for the WWE. And now I've started to, I had a couple elites that I didn't even realize I had that. Like I just had bought like a long time ago. I didn't even realize I had like the DD, DDP and stuff. Steven, but, what did you make of the two NWA pay-per-views this past weekend? I thought that empower was a really, really good show. Um, 
I thought NWA 73, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. Um, and I was watching it kind of back and forth because it was on at the same time as the Jake Paul and Woodley card. And me and Doug, for those of you who don't know, me and Doug, along with Sean Ross Sapp, we did the Fightful Watch Along for Paul versus Woodley. So if y'all wouldn't mind jumping over there at some point, just clicking on the video and giving it a thumbs up, you know, could help with the views over there. Um, so, but, uh, so for that reason, I wasn't able to pay full attention to the NWA uh, 73 show, but I did watch Empower from start to finish. Um, and I thought outside of, there was like one tag match that wasn't very good. Um, that inv- it involved Allison K and Marty Bell, but they, it wasn't them. It was the, the opponents that didn't look great. I can't remember the team, but the rest of the show was really good. Um, I thought the uh, Deanna Perrazzo Molina match was better than I expected it to be. And uh, Layla Hirsch versus Camille was the match of the night. I thought that was really, really, really good. Um, Layla Hirsch is awesome. I've, I've liked her since the Indies. I love what they're doing with her so far in AEW, and I think she's going to be really big for them. Um, She'll probably be in that battle royal, don't you think? I think so. She should be. And I hope, I mean, she'd be one of my favorites to win it, honestly. Like, I, I really, really like what she's doing. And she, she, she's got a creative move set. Like, and she isn't like, uh, she's, she's short in the sense mm-hmm. of like someone like Marco stunt, but like mm-hmm. the way Marco wrestles is he like kind of like, you know, someone will throw Marco into you or he'll like hit you in the knees. And then like when you're down on a knee, then he'll do a hurricane Rana. Like he, he's very smart with how he wrestles. Right. But Layla is like just really short, but she'll still like throw you around with German suplexes and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to see how, and she's, she comes off as very legitimate, legit Layla Hirsch, but she has mm-hmm. like an actual, you know, amateur wrestling background and stuff that she like, she's very clear in her movement that she's an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I thought Empower was a really, really good show. Like, if I had to give it like a star rating, I'd give it like a, like a seven or a seven point five, which is like a, like I, I rarely go past like a nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, that was a really good show. NWA seventy three, I can't speak as much about. I don't love the idea of Trevor Murdoch being the one to to break the the streak for all this, but. I think that that show is worth ordering for the Ric Flair promo alone. I mm-hmm. loved, I love that Ric Flair promo. Woo! So, um, and it made me really want to see him wrestle again. Like, and it's so funny to me though, where like people are like, now this is how you do it, where you don't crap on your comp on the former company that you were employed with, and you say thank you for what they did for you. And I'm just like, dude, his circumstance is totally different than <laughs> other people. Right, like he's yeah. Rick freaking Flair, and they gave him his release because he wanted it. You know what yeah. I mean? He's one of the like, few names that's like as big of like a, the a name of a, the brand of the WWE. Like as many people will know who Ric Flair is that that know the name WWE. You know what I mean? Right. So like the idea that like he thanked them, this is how you should do it. Like, and I know they're taking shots at Punk, and it's like Punk going to AEW is like the perfect anti WWE move. So you absolutely talk trash about the WWE. Like you, you don't just say, I want to thank my former employee that I ended up suing to get my money. Like that makes no sense. Right. This is a new thing back in the nineties, Monday night wars and people showed up on a new show. Trashed it. Yeah, exactly. Throwing literal titles into trash cans. Right. Like the, this is, this is, you know, like, and, and like what was perfect too is like Scott Hall was like, where is the nacho man? Like that's like them talking crap about WCW because they acted like they were WWF guys. Like, 
So, yeah, like, this whole, like, I'm offended because you made fun of my favorite company. Like, shut up, really. <laughs> like, the end of the day, just shut up. Like, don't ever go to an NFL game because no. you, you will be you will be terrified at how people yell at each other. And for us, as fans of the opposing teams, yell at each other. You will be because it's war. Yeah. We're not here. We're not here to like shake hands. You're coming to my house to piss on my parade. You're in the way of what I want. You're in the way of the goal of a championship, and you have the audacity to come into my building and rub it in my face. Hell no. Get out of here. Like that's how I feel. So. I, am I ready to fight the people? No, but they better not say nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, it, it, it's crazy to me, like, how everything, how everybody thinks it all needs to be sunshine and rainbows. And just, it's so stupid. Like, this is, this is a Monday night war type thing now. We have two wrestling companies that are in competition. So It's actually happening. It is happening, and I never thought it would. And Tony kind of said, like, basically, like, that the WWE had a monopoly on television, and they never thought that, like, anybody could touch them again. one billion percent. They thought they were so far ahead, which they are in a lot of senses, right? Like, let's not be crazy. Like, they're obviously... We're not saying, like, in a month it's over. Like, we're just... You can start to see... Building but, blocks of getting there. But they got themselves into a position where they were the only real game in town. And they had, that's why they were able to like change their product to like a PG show and like get all these advertisers and these TV deals and all the stuff that they've done is like, they got very comfortable and were like, okay, now we, now there's no one else in our way. And now we just decide with the rest of kind of what, sports entertainment looks like and it's going to be us from now on and we're going to be the ones putting it on there but i also think and this is something that doesn't get talked about enough i think back in the 90s and early 2000s vince had it in him to fight yeah now i don't know if he's got that anymore to go to war like that again at his age where he's at kind of mentally with what he may or may not even I, who, cares, who knows how much he cares about the WWE at this point? I mean, he probably cares more about getting it sold than he cares about the actual product at this point. Yeah, so, and at the same point, too, like, what is Nick Khan's goal, right? Like, he doesn't right. care about having a great show. He cares about getting a distribution deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's – so it, it's definitely different. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's something I think we all need to consider is, like, yeah, when WCW and ECW came around and all that, like, Vince – was like he was fighting for like his life pretty much his his yeah. livelihood his family's livelihood the future of of everything and this whole thing that he he really created I mean he didn't create wrestling but he created kind of what the modern version of another we know thing wrestling. too is Cena kind of hinted I don't know way back in the day but like back back in like the ruthless aggression era there were some dark times there too where they were kind of on the rocks as a company where they weren't thriving and there were there were people worried. Yeah. So, like, I think there's a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that people don't know how many times the WWE has been in trouble. But they were never in direct competition with anybody. So I think that's that's now the difference. Yeah. And, and I just don't think that, like, now you have a lot of similarities between what was happening when WCW and, you know, the Monday Night Wars and all that. But it's an older 
less in touch, probably way less motivated. Vince McMahon, like, I mean, it's just... And what like what you do you saying, think about that new NXT logo? I mean, I'm not going to watch the show either way, so I, it doesn't... <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me, though, of AEW when Dynamite first started and they had all those, like, powdered colors and stuff, all those different colors. It's yeah. almost like it felt like it's kind of trying to go <laughs> that path. I'm like, did you guys, like watch one of their old shows and be like, I've got it. Let's do this. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'll say this. I like Wale. I like that. He's like able to yeah. be involved. Cause he's the one that's not, I think he's doing the theme song or at least he yep. did for like the reveal. And Wale is, he's good people. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like that. He's, he was able to get so big and like rap and everything, but like stayed true to being a wrestling fan. Like he was out there rocking bullet club jackets when like, it wasn't cool to be rocking bullet club. Right. Jackets, you know what I mean? Like, yep. but at least like in his circles and stuff, he just yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. a lot of that. And, but honestly, this new logo, the first thing I thought about when I saw the logo was Nickelodeon. That was the first thing I thought of. There's I was Jeff like tuning in right there. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, yeah. It reminded me a lot of, it's we don't have to talk about it over and over again because we do every week, but this is it's just another example of like this is it's a rebrand, it's for kids. Like they're they're moving away from like the like it isn't a super it's very soon it is no longer a super indie. It is a yep. developmental system, which for right or for wrong, like I'm not saying that's necessarily even a bad thing. At this point, I, I agree. think by necessity they have to become developmental again for a lot of reasons. Yep. But I think this is a step towards that, a more gimmicky, charactery, Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase type show with yeah. with the additions of Gable Stevenson's down the line and and uh, maybe some NFL you know linebackers that it didn't work out for them or whatever you know like so. Um, I, I just think it's a big part of a rebrand and it just made me think it looked like it was for kids and it looked, it looked very, inc- it seemed very inclusive for whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I see it and I'm just very like, I think they want more kids to watch because NXT really wasn't for kids. That was really the only brand they had that like wasn't directly targeted towards children. This is a brand that's like, it was targeted towards smart marks that are going to be closer to our age. Oh yeah. And I don't think that's, and I think when you see a logo like that, you think like, Oh, this might not be like, Imagine if uh, I don't even know what a good imagine if uh, I don't really even know what would be a good example. Something that they brought back Breaking Bad or something, but like the logo was like multicolored in like bubble font. You'd be like, <laughs> "Wait, <laughs> is this for like what is this? Can't be the same thing that I was watching before." Yeah, you know. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. Well, and I just think it's crazy too that like. You're literally kicking out the fans that supported NXT throughout, like the the basically their their big run, right? And then you're taking their top NXT guy and you're gonna put him in AEW. <laughs> like, where do you think these fans are gonna go? Like, they're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Oh, they have Adam Cole. Oh, okay. Because I know for one hundred percent fact, I could speak till I'm blue in the face about how great AEW was, right, or is. And, like, it's like the Young Bucks The young bucks didn't get people's attention. Kenny Omega didn't get people's attention. Chris Jericho just looks old. Like, that's all the stuff that I would hear. But then you say CM Punk. You say Daniel Bryan. You say Adam Cole. And all of a sudden now they're like, 
I got to watch. I got to see what this is about. And that's really what this is, this is, this is about. And then if you bring in someone like Bray Wyatt, who is such a fan favorite in the WWE, regardless what smart marks think about him or whatever, I think he's going to have a huge crossover when it comes to WWE fans. They will watch. And so I, I just think that this is like a perfect storm that is just that's just all forming that the WWE just basically kind of led under the radar because they never thought it would get to this. And now they're like waking up one day and they're being like, holy crap, what is this juggernaut that we're up against now? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, kind of to your point too, about like the fans, you know, coming over with Bray Wyatt. I think that there is going to be a percentage of, of fans that I wouldn't even consider to be WWE fans that don't watch AW, like specifically Bray Wyatt fans, because he, he was one of the few because I've seen these morons online that like call Brian Danielson a traitor and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and no, but, that, like on his family photos on Instagram, like, don't do this to us, Brian. How could yeah. you? How could you leave? You traitor. And it's like, dude, it's like him and his wife and his kids are like posing in front of like the woods. Like, calm down. Yeah. And, but I feel like most of what I saw for Bray Wyatt has been we're going to follow you wherever you go. Like you got screwed by this company. Like we're yep. going to, we want to see what you can really do. Yep. So I think that there's going to be people that like, will literally be tuning in for the first time to AEW just to see Bray Wyatt there. Because so, at the end of the day, right now, you're not hearing a lot of CM Punk chants. You're not hearing Daniel Bryan chants, but we, you are hearing, we want Wyatt chants. And I just think that like, imagine- where, where on WWE TV. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever um, Alexa. Oh, I'm sure every time Alexa Bliss, Bliss shows up. Yes, sure, whenever yeah. she's wrestling, she gets a We Want Wyatt chant. And it's like, imagine all those times those CM Punk chants were happening and Punk had left wrestling, but imagine if he went to another company. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think it's uh, it's gaining momentum, man. It's 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 crazy to see. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible because we really – like TNA was really the only thing post WCW that that really had like a chance. And we, and let's be realistic. And I know you never. have a very you have a unique perspective, but they were never gonna be they were never gonna beat WWE. They were never gonna be the number one in 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 wrestling. They they had a lot of opportunities to be like a really yeah. really strong number two, like a really strong alternative for sure. Yep. But AEW has like an actual chance to be like the main wrestling company, especially that the WWE goes more and more towards wanting to just, I'm telling you, I've said it a lot there. It's going to be something where like the wrestling is going to become so secondary to what their brand is. Yeah. You're going to get some, but here's the thing. And I've, I've said it a lot too. When I was a kid, if like, if like sting would have showed up on like power Rangers, I would have lost it. It would have been the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I get it, but it's just, I've just accepted it. It's like, if that's the direction you're going, it's not for me in my thirties, but like, I could see why they'd want to make moves like that. Like if you can, if you could live in a world as a kid where like Roman Reigns shows up on SpongeBob or whatever, like, like there, that's for kids, that's huge. And there's a lot of kids that would want to see something like that, but that's just, that's just where it's going. And, and then also more, like, more of an entertainment based company. If you had a Gable Stevenson, like how, why would you not have Kurt Angle manage him? 
You know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that, I, I think makes all the sense in the world. Well, remember something happened where like they wanted him to manage Riddle and I don't think he wanted to be on the road again or something. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, but I think that one would really get him because he's a former Olympic gold medalist and like it's like continuing the tradition. Got to bring in Henry Cejudo. Those guys. Oh, I, I love C. that too. Triple yeah, C. He's got. I think he's gonna wrestle in AEW one day. Like he showed up a couple times. Yep. Like if he has the bug for pro wrestling at all, I feel like he'd take to it. Just, I mean, it's hard to take to it like Kurt Angle because he's like the standard for for like crossing over. Yeah. But Cejudo definitely has the athleticism and like kind of the character and stuff to do it. I think we could see something like the way that we're seeing celebrity boxing where you're, or MMA going into boxing. I don't think it's out of the question to see MMA fighters go to pro wrestling or boxing go to pro wrestling. Like, I think that anything can be on the table. Yeah. I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AW Dynamite. Like, I, not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and, Amanda Nunez, like, clearly Tony appreciates MMA. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a random thing for, like, because it, it rewards us so much. We're such, like, a niche audience, but, like, that – because Andre Olofsky is one of my favorite fighters ever. Like, I never pick against him in my predictions, even though yeah. I should a lot of the time. Like, I, right. But it's just the fact that it's, like, this dude who I've been watching for so long, and it goes for so many of these guys, everyone you just mentioned, but, like, mm-hmm. when you see that – it's just so rewarding as a fan of both to just like that. It's just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Like, I just can't believe that. But see, in my opinion, I think most of the Attitude Era fans are MMA fans. Yeah, I mean. I think I the think, ones that no longer watch yeah, wrestling watch yeah. MMA. Yeah. And so if you were to big, get their yeah, attention. If you were to get their attention to try to get them to watch wrestling again, probably your best move was to take some MMA guys and put them on pro wrestling just to see what they would think. And if they saw all of a sudden the crazy in-ring style and how much like wrestling has evolved, it might be like, whoa, I need to start watching this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, they got to get the Diaz brothers on there. Oh. <laughs> that would I just mean, be – oh. you just have to be really careful about what they say on a microphone. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> they 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 might say a few things that aren't. Hey, at least they friendly. at least they can say the s word. You know, like they don't have to go crazy, but they can yeah. say a little bit. So yeah, there's well, they're they're the kind of guys that like they're they're like lingo is just over this. They get a lot of passes, I guess, just because of you know what I'm saying. Like they say a lot of stuff that's very very questionable sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like but people are just like us. Oh, Nate and Nick, I mean, like, they're not, they're not actually trying to be offensive. That's just how they talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just the way, but, but I think they'd be entertaining as hell to see those guys in a pro wrestling environment, especially, especially if it came to a point where they had to actually get real and talk about how they felt about being there. Cause you know, they'd be like all oh, these fake ass, you know, yep. wussies, like, you know, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to hear them in that. Y'all be, y'all be playing touch butt in this ring. That's exactly what I'm saying. The questionable kind of stuff. Like you can say touch butt, but like, then there's a couple things they might say after that, that are yep. like, you can't say that anymore on television. Man. Yep. Like, you know. Oh, but but, yeah. but like our drawer says, I've got friends that were once wrestling fans that only watch MMA now. I mean, I think we all know people like that, and I think yeah. that that's a big part that left. And I think that they, they could 
return again if there's good enough show out there. So I think those are the type of fans that you kind of want to go after. So say that. Um, let's get into a couple of things before we bounce. Jake Paul future in boxing. Um, you know, it's been a couple of days now since it's fought, since the fight happened. Uh, like I said, we were on the fightful watch along. It was a really good time. I'm going to post that link down at the bottom so you guys can check that out. If you can leave a comment on the videos, say we did a good job. If you think so, hit a like, I'd appreciate it. Um, but overall, you know, it was an entertaining fight. And I think mostly everyone agrees Woodley would have won the fight if he would have thrown his hands more. And he just didn't throw his hands more. So it's on him. I think he looked kind of sad asking for a rematch. And then, like, basically Jake threw out a request that he thought that Woodley wouldn't take. And he took it because he's kind of desperate. And I, I just – it's like it's like Woodley wants to be that star. He wants to be the main attraction. He loved everything about that fight except the fact that he lost the fight. And so I, I don't know what you do with Woodley from here. Um, and honestly, I don't know what you do from with Jake from here. Like Jake's already hinting at retirement. I think Jake's a troll though, so I think that he's not retiring. Um, but I do think they kind of got to be smart with who they go with next. And if it's not Woodley. I don't think Fury is is enough of a name, honestly. I don't think he's enough of a threat, and I think that he's going to have to face somebody that's that's bigger than that. And to me, what I would like to see is if Oscar beats Vitor Belfort, I would like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack about all this going on, but I, I think that. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million for that. Yes. Like, so that was really, at the end of the day, the most important thing, I think, for I Woodley. also don't think Woodley embarrassed himself. I really don't. I think he had a pretty good performance. He looked like he took it seriously. He hurt Jake. He just didn't throw enough. But it wasn't like he just like looked like a fish out of water and went in there and got knocked out. Yeah. The problem, though, is like he's embarrassing himself post-fight. Like, I totally agree with that. Like, but so, fight-wise, I thought he did a pretty good job. Right, right. And like I said, it was the most important thing about that for Tyron Woodley, I'm sure, was like, I, I haven't really went back and looked at his fight purses for the UFC, but I'd have to imagine he $2 million is probably, even when he was champion, it's probably the equivalent of him fighting like four to six times, probably. Like, it depends because he does get pay-per-view points as champion. Now, right. I don't know if he had that big of a draw ever, but he probably made maybe a million dollars at most, I would say, on one of his, like, big title fights. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, like best case scenario for him was probably 500000 500000 to, to show and win. Like, and who knows? He might get a pay-per-view cut of this. Right, exactly. Because him and Jake split it uh, two and two. So, so that's that's a lot of money. So that that I like I I think that's great for Tyron Woodley. Like mm-hmm. like no no irony. Like I'm not making fun of the guy at all. Like I honestly think that was that's great that he did that. Um, because I think the people fighting in the UFC, especially the the really high level ones, are really really underpaid still. Yep. So I'm happy to see Woodley get paid. That being said, you know this guy's. 40 years old mm-hmm. and Jake Paul is like 20. 
And I think he's 24. Okay, 24 and 39, I think, technically. Yep. So the point is, it's kind of weird seeing, like, Woodley being the one to be like, Yo, please. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to show you I'm going to beat your ass. Like, and when Jake being like, oh, okay, bro, like, uh, okay, like, I just beat you. Let's calm down. Like, I, well, the funny thing is, it's like Jake was putting him over, right? Like, all, right. all the yeah. respect. He's a yeah. warrior. Everything's great. And then, like, Tyron's like, it ain't over. Yeah. And Logan yeah. was like, dude, like, you had your chance. Like, yeah. it was kind of sad. Like, you yeah, had your was. chance. And, and, Logan, and Logan was putting him over, too. Like, Jake and Logan both took turns, like, talking about – and which is, like, the smartest thing you could do. We talked about it on the watch-along. Like, you like you make yourself look better when your opponent looks strong. Like, if you beat a strong opponent, that makes a lot more than beating a weak opponent. Right. But, but then, like, Jake just kind of throws it out. He's like – it's kind of like, man, this is kind of sad, like – you know what? If you get a if you get a tattoo that says "I love Jake Paul," then like then I'll do it. And like you said, you probably figured Tyron was gonna be like, like just no, like I'm I'm not right. Same, same time level. Instead, he was like bet, like like immediately. It was like yep. I'll, like immediately, like I'll do that. And then I've seen him talk about it since, and mm-hmm. he's like still trying to talk trash while also accepting that he's going to get an "I love Jake Paul" tattoo onto his body. Yep. So like you can't really look that cool. When you're like, it's like, yeah, like, I'm going to beat you up. But, yeah, I'm going to get your name tattooed on me first. And then I'm going to show you what's up. And it's like, oh, I don't, like, that's did not you that see, cool. Did you see during the Ariel Hawani interview, he had, Jake Paul had, like, a bunch of people call Tyron all at the same time. So, like, he's on his phone camera. So, literally, it goes black. Over yeah. and over and over again. It was like, oh my gosh, he's just getting trolled. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, but that's where we're at now. But, but I, I really think keep an eye on that Triller card because I feel like that any of those guys could be next for Jake, and I would be interested in pretty much any of those fights. Yeah. Like Anderson would smoke him. Anderson Silva would smoke him. One hundred percent. You know what would be a good fight would be Tito and Jake. Yeah, I that would actually I, be. I, I I fear that press conference. I really do. Like the, the troll job that Jake would do to Tito would just be. It would be hard to watch. Oh my god, he'd steal his hat, steal his shoes, oh. steal, steal his girlfriend, everything. Oh right god, <laughs> right it would be so bad. I just, like, I don't know. But the at the same level time, was so funny. Like there was one part. I can't remember if it was the Woodley press conferences or the Mayweather ones. I can't remember. But I remember there was a clip of Jake. Like Jake's up near the stage. Like while one of them is talking like to the fans, like on a microphone on the stage. And he just like pulls their shoes on time while he's yep. walking by. It's yep. Like, it's yep. so funny though. Like it's so immature, but like, it's, it's, it's such an insanely, like it's such a trolly thing to do. Yeah. That it's like, I just can't help but laugh at it. It's just like, oh my but God, like, honestly, okay. So let's say that Tito and Anderson go to a decision and Tito wins like two rounds. There's no way. I'm just saying, hypothetically, <laughs> Let's just say, okay, um, and Tito wins two rounds, and then you run Tito and Jake. I would be happy for Tito that he would get paid, like, serious money. Like, yeah. I would be happy for him in that aspect. But otherwise, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm ready for, like, I, I don't think that Jake has to face, like, over-the-hill fighters. I think he could face guys that kind of just currently get out of their contract. Like, a guy that I think would be, might be interesting is, like, maybe, like, 
someone that's pretty much not looking the best, but he's not super old. I think that would be an issue. You cut out for a second. Who did you say? Anthony Pettis. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because Pettis has also got like a questionable chin kind of too. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, well, and Pettis, yeah, there's a pretty big size difference between those two guys. There would be. There would be. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it makes for an interesting fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I'm definitely not against it. Like at the end of the day, Jake is exciting to watch. Like, there's a lot of buzz about his shows. Uh, they do really good numbers for the Fightful watch-alongs. Um, yep. So it's like people are interested. Yep. Uh, you know, and we saw him beat a legitimate fighter. He didn't beat a legitimate professional boxer still, but he beat a legitimate former UFC champion. At but boxing. I don't think Woodley's, like, really over the hill. I just don't think he can compete with the best in the UFC, but he's still, like, extremely good shape. Still top he- 15. Yeah, he's still, like, in really good cardio shape. Like, after those eight rounds, he looked like he could keep going. Like, he's he's definitely um, – I don't think the rematch is the worst idea either because I think Woodley possibly could beat him in a rematch, and I, I think that they could both generate money and it would be interest. It was a split decision. So it we'll see what happens. Um, so if you had to pick we'll, – we'll, we'll both do this. If you had to pick one person, like your prediction – Kind of doesn't really depend really on how anything really happens. Just like your gut feeling, who's the next? Who's the next boxing match for Jake Paul? Who does he face? Man, that's interesting. That's so hard to tell. I think the fear. I think the fear. I would really like. I would really like to see the Triller card first, and then I would kind of kind of be able to tell after that. I don't think it'll be Fury because because the the one thing Fury has going for him is on a poster that sells to hypees. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like you, they would see that and be like, "Who's this other hot superhero looking guy that's going to be fighting Jake Paul?" Like they wouldn't even know anything about him being right. Tyson Fury or anything. Well, the um, thing is too is like I heard that the commission changed the fight from six rounds to four based on Fury's. Um, experience level Mm. and so to me like if you're not going to be able to sell a fight if you can only fight four rounds you know what i mean how does that make sense where like they were okay with sanctioning jake for eight with very little experience i guess fury doesn't have a lot of pro fights he's an amateur fighter and so like it was like one of his debut fights as a pro i don't know but they they changed it and what's weird is the uk commission got it changed in america like, how does that happen? Boxing's weird. Boxing's shady. They can do whatever they want. So, um, but, you know, like, most people were not impressed by Tommy Fury. Like, they thought that he looked like crap. So, I just can't imagine them actually running that and, and thinking it would do well. I mean, honestly, I think it would do probably just like any other Jake Paul fight for the most part. But, um, I don't know. And I guess uh, he was also, like, on a a love reality show. So he does have like some outside interests besides just boxing. So, yeah. One guy we haven't mentioned that I think is possible is, is Floyd. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think Floyd was pretty embarrassed with that Logan performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
But money but, does talk. Money yeah, does exa- talk. Exactly. It'd be a big payday for both guys. And he's also now, and this is what Floyd always did, is he waited until someone would be tested, and then he would decide if he wanted to fight him. He never wanted to be the first guy in there. But then, like, after they would lose to somebody or they looked vulnerable, then he would be like, okay, I'll take the fight. Right. So after you've seen Jake Paul from that, like, I feel like a lot a lot of people are more comfortable taking that fight than what it was before when all you saw him have two knockouts in the first round. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, uh, one last thing I'll say about that is uh, about this fight, I guess, is for Woodley, what I think he should do if he wants to stay active, I'd go into bare knuckle. Like I'm not, like I'm not Ooh. even like but, but I'm just saying like they they no, pay, I get it. They, they no, pay I, good money I get it. and he and he'd be able to leverage a pretty good contract with them coming off of all the hype of the the Jake Paul stuff like he might be able to get in there and get like some real good money to go in there and fight some guys with like hardly any like real boxing background and like make good money just throwing hands I mean you know we're seeing people like uh, Paige Van Zant and stuff doing it because they're 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 paying money. Yeah, well, I mean, Chad Mendez is also yeah, just he going just into unretired. It now. I mean, yeah. uh, Alan Belcher Alan just Belcher. got a win. I mean, they're they're people are coming out of retirement because the money. There, a lot of these fighters are getting paid more to do this than they were for the UFC fights. Yeah, I mean, for sure. For so, sure. who knows? Eduardo said, "La is so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting." This is what boxing has become. Boxing. Has not al- not the promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they give them like the tenth ranked fighter or the twelfth ranked fighter, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. Like it's just a joke. And this is what has allowed these YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. Like People have been waiting for Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence for like five years. It still hasn't happened. And there's no sign of it happening. You know, and then the problem is, too, is if one promoter got screwed over by one of his fighters in his eyes, like he felt like that he did him wrong, then he will no longer let his top fighter fight that guy in another promote and with another promoter. Like he doesn't want to give him any more money. So it's just it's just a shady business. They never yeah. fight the best. So that is definitely one big upside. There's a lot of negatives about like signing to a company like the UFC and all that, but that is one good thing for the fans is like that they have a unifying company that just make or that's that's matchmaking, and so it prevents a lot of this stuff from happening. And the rankings actually do matter for the most part. Like, yeah, it, they can be avoided if they want to make fan fights, but for the most part, they go by the rankings. And in boxing, like you can just throw the rankings out the window. Like it's a joke. It just takes too long. I like I remember like Pacquiao and Mayweather, like how long that took. Forever. Like Forever. I mean, it was like it was literally like six or seven years or something yep. from like the time that they talked about it to the time that it actually happened. And, and like, Manny had law. Manny got knocked out. That's when Floyd took the fight. Before that, Floyd wouldn't take the fight. Margarito. Uh, no, it was uh, it was uh, Marquez. And, That's uh, right. He fought Margarito like four times though, and, and beat well, him. Well, no. So Manny fought Margarito. I think he only fought him once because he beat him so bad. Oh, okay. But like Floyd, Floyd refused to fight Margarito. Floyd never fought Margarito, and they offered him twelve million dollars before he was making big money, and he wouldn't fight fight Margarito. So Floyd's kind of always dipped in in his toe in the water, but he waits till somebody kind of gets destroyed, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll take the fight." So yeah, or he fights I, them before they hit their prime, like Canelo. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like Canelo had never had a pay per view uh, main event. He never had been like 
in, in that type of level of competition, he got lost in the lights. He, he was totally like not used to that moment. So it is what it is. Let's go over the UFC real quick and then we can bounce. Um, pretty good card. I, I don't have it pulled up, but my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the debut of Patty. What's his last name? Can you pronounce Kimble. it for me? Yeah, I think, I think this kid's going to be a star. And uh, there's been some hype about him. He's he can talk. Uh, and in my opinion, if you're from a foreign country, you got an accent and you got charisma, you have superstar written all over you if you can deliver in the in the fights. Yeah, it's just it's taken him a while to get to the UFC though. Like he he's yeah. been known in the UK for like, I mean, I I remember Helwani doing interviews with him and stuff. Had to have been. MMA hour before he went to ESPN. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, but, and, and one thing, I mean, and I remember that so well because, you know, Ariel, and he, he, after he said this, it's always stuck in my head when I see Patty, he looks like a young Owen Hart. Like he looks, yeah, he looks like a likable guy, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see how he does. Like he did have a few losses. I think it was like, I think he was a cage warriors most of the yep. time that, um, but he was, I remember years ago, he was very big on like trying to be the next Conor McGregor. He wanted to be like yep. a multi-weight champion and like all this stuff, but he had a lot of hype about him like years back. And I feel like that kind of, kind of faded a little bit, but now that he's finally with the UFC, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him expectations are high um a lot of hype so we'll see I mean, he's I'm making his debut and he's on the main card they're not putting him on the prelims or anything like that so i mean they're they're banking on him being like i think he could be like a sean o'malley type like where he just immediately kind of takes off yeah is he is he on the pay-per-view or is this for the fight night it's a fight night is it, are we talking the uh i'm trying to remember what the next fight night is it's the bronson till fight Oh, that's right. And this, the past, the last, this one was supposed was, uh, to be in the UK and they had to pull it and put it in Vegas. That's right. Yeah. I did see Patty had to like fly in later than his team and stuff. I hope that doesn't like screw up his, he was having visa, he was having visa issues because he got pulled from the fight previously and then he got put on this card. So, right. Um, I will say last weekend, uh, Giga Chikadze looked really, really good. Yeah, he did. And Barbosa, so I want to throw that out there. That was that and, was really impressive. And Kevin Lee looked really, really bad. Like he, I think he's done. He just was never that good. I mean, yeah, he was, he, I agree to a certain extent. But he he beat some impressive guys. Like yeah. he beat Barbosa. He knocked out question, Gillespie. The big question mark is always going to be if he didn't have staff in that Ferguson fight. Yeah, that's always yeah. going to be the big. What is not only that, like Ferguson was primed to lose at that point. We just didn't know it yet. But like he was kind of already shot at that point. Like I think when he tore his ACL, he's never been the same. Even though he beat Anthony Pettis, I still think he rushed the comeback and he's nowhere near as fast as he used to be. He's not as mobile. So oh wow, we got some weird stuff in the chat. We got we got porn in the uh, in the chat. (laughs) There you go. You know you're you know you're doing something right when you got spam. Um, I will I say that with Kevin Lee, man, like I, I had pretty much written him off and then he, that head kick of Gregor Gillespie, yep. like that was, that, that gave me kind of hope again for him, but I never saw him as like an elite level lightweight. Like I thought he was good, but I never, I never really saw, cause I also was figured like 
if he if he ever made it to a title shot, like Habib would have destroyed him. Oh yeah, like you know what I he's, mean. He's he's a total front runner. Like if all things are going well, he looks impressive. He's throwing head kicks. His strikes look pretty good. He can wrestle. The moment that man faces adversity, he just crumbles. He just yeah. totally crumbles, and he can't really take a punch that well. And it's just and his cardio is always an issue, especially in the late rounds. I think he panics. He just to me doesn't seem like. He's got that fighter's heart. I mean, honestly, he seems like a guy that'd be more up in the pro wrestling ranks. Like he had, he he had charisma. He has charisma. He's in good shape. Like I think he would make more sense doing pro wrestling than than MMA. Scale of one to ten, what would you rate his samurai head tattoo? Terrible. It's just fake. Like he's just trying to be this warrior that he's not. He's just not. He might be a tough guy. He might have. Uh, heart in different ways, but when it comes to the cage, man, he crumbles under the pressure. And honestly, you know, this I think Connor's kind of the same way. I think Connor, for the most part, now I don't yeah. know about ever, but like 155, 170, Connor, he's a front runner. The moment that things start to fall apart, he quits. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, but I also don't want to like compare Conor McGregor and no I'm not I'm not saying that I'm just saying like the the no no I know what you mean yeah yeah I I get what you I totally get what you're saying um like you could watch a Conor fight at the beginning and feel really good about it and then you could watch the next round and it's the fight's over because he just totally like folded once he got tagged it looks like him and Nate are trying to build a trilogy on Twitter right now yeah, Nate looks like he just wants to fight, and it well, doesn't look like it's going to be him and Dustin. And then he did do the fist with yeah. Vicente Luque, and yeah. I hope that they just do that fight because I think a that's a great up. fight. It's yeah, a great fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about that because Luque has got good subs too. Like that's interesting because Nate, you know, never really gets in trouble with submissions. So like, both are both are good stand up fighters. Both have nasty submissions. Like that's and the winner of that you can make a case for a title fight. Nate's star power and Luke's star power he'd get from a win over Nate plus the people he's already beaten. Like that that's a really damn good fight right there. Plus he hasn't faced Usman yet. Which right. a lot of those guys have. Neither so. of them have. Neither of those two. Yeah. Have, so, yeah. Oh yeah. No, that one for sure. But like you know your Leon Edwards, Colby's, yeah. all this stuff, like they've already done it. Oh, one thing real quick. I feel like AEW's kind of screwed with full gear. Because that UFC card is stacked, and they're going head-to-head with it. For a full year? What's UFC pay-per-view? Is it, the is Madison it Square Garden. So it's it's Colby and Usman. It's Zhang and Rose, too. It's um, like every every main card fight is loaded. Okay, let me. Uh, I'm going to pull it up just so I can take a look. Because yeah, the next UFC pay-per-view it. is loaded, too, with like, Vic Diaz coming back, two title fights. Like, 268, Steven. 268, thank you. Let me uh, pull that up. That's easier than scrolling through every uh, event on Wikipedia. So we've got, okay, the MSG show. And this is on November 6th. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're doing Usman and Covington, uh, yeah, for the welterweight title rematch. Nami Yunus and Wiley Zhang rematch. So you got two rematches for titles. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, Gaethje and Michael Chandler, that's uh-huh. like the best fight they can make it lightweight right now. Sean Strickland and Luke Rockle. Sean uh-huh. Strickland is going to knock his head into the crowd. I agree. 
Um, Piece him Jer- up. Jermaine Durand and me versus Irene Aldana is a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Every fight, dude. Frankie Edgar and Marlon Vera. That's uh-huh. an awesome fight. Ali Aquenta, Bobby Green. I bet you they do Edgar and Vera as like the, the prelim main event. Like the, like, you know what I mean? Like the one right before the paper. Well, what's funny is, is you can tell that Vera got the fight because Sean O'Malley turned it down because he didn't want to fight in New York. So. Why didn't you want to fight in New York? Taxes. Oh. Uh, now Sean O'Malley said he doesn't want to fight for because of the taxes. So um also I mean that's actually a legitimate reason. It's like no, there's a lot like of cruddy people. as it is. I mean that that there's also they do take a lot of your money, yeah. There's also he was he I don't think he necessarily is vaccinated and he was kind of worried about that as well. I think that's part of it too. So but I there's think Michael Chandler's gonna have to deal with that because that doesn't sound like he's gonna get vaccinated. And so like I I don't know. I think that they have an out on that. That's why I'm saying I think Sean O'Malley turned down the fight too soon to to see, and Chandler's still doing it. So I, I, I'm not sure, but Chandler said he's not going to get vaccinated. So and he's fighting. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. um, I, it's, it looks like that Sean O'Malley got replaced by Cheeto Vera because Cheeto Vera beat Sean O'Malley, and they did offer Sean O'Malley him and Frankie Edgar in New York, and Sean O'Malley turned it down. So he might start to be on the UFC's. Uh, not necessarily good graces. Watch them put him in there with like a really tough wrestler. His next fight. Yeah, for real. The return of Cejudo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, if you're if you are AEW, do you try to run it on Sunday instead? But now you're dealing with the NFL, and the NFL right. is a freaking juggernaut. Even the worst games are going to get huge ratings. It, I don't know if they'd be willing to do it. It would, they'd have to, they'd have to market a lot. And I think AW is capable of really good marketing. If they could run the show early so it doesn't run against the UFC, if they start at like 5 p.m. Eastern or something like that. Yeah. So it doesn't run into the, the pay per view of like the 10 p.m. start time. If they started at five and ended it at nine, then that'd be like right when the main card for the UFC started. Right, you're talking Central Time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so if it, I, I think if AEW, because I don't think it would be smart for AEW to go directly head to head with this. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, but um, or what if you're AEW and you just freaking stack the card as big as you can and just because if it is Hangman yeah. and Omega, I mean that's been one of their biggest like built fights or matches yeah. forever. Yeah, I just hate that they'd have to – I hate it for both sides that they have to split the crowd at all for either of these. And not um, that, you're talking double the money if you're paying pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. But if you are having a pay-per-view party, I mean, that's a that's a crazy party. You get wrestling at the beginning and then UFC at the end. That'll be interesting because I'm sure I'll be doing the watch-along for Fightful for that. So I'm hoping that AEW is over by the time it starts because I want to watch AEW also. Yeah, I mean, um, only four pay-per-views a year, so. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a that's a dilemma, and we're going to find out Full Gear's date for sure during All Out. They usually announce the next pay-per-view, so I'm very curious if they're going to stick with the six or if they're going to move it a week or, or what they're going to do. I don't know. Business-wise, I think it'd be smart just to run it Saturday before the UFC, like, so it doesn't run yeah. parallel to it. But from a from a selfishness perspective, I, I would want AEW just to move it to Sunday. But and, even if you do it in Saturday in the day, you're talking college football. 
Yeah, I mean, I, but I don't like. I don't. That is a. Uh, that is no, a no. Game. I know that. Yeah. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, no matter what, I don't think there's yeah. a win here. This is a tough spot. The only way it affects me at all is if it's on Sunday at the same time the Vikings are playing. That's the only yeah. way it could possibly affect me, I guess. I mean, I would just wind up watching both on dual screens, but <laughs> um, I'd like to be able to zero in on one or the other, like for sure. It's just a quite. It's just a thought because me and me and Bill are thinking about going, so I'm like. Man, I don't know. My buddy's a more of an MMA fan than a wrestling fan, and we got him agreed to go. And then he saw that card, and he's like, "Man, I don't want to miss this." So I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see That's what happens. Funny. You convinced your MMA buddy to come to you for wrestling on the yeah. night of a huge MMA show. I probably the biggest yeah. show of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Like I'm pretty partial to this 266 show because of the Nick oh, yeah. Diaz thing. But yep. Um, and we're still getting uh, if it if it if it wasn't for the Shevchenko Lauren Murphy match because I feel like that's such a mismatch fight. I mean, I get it; she is the number one contender, yeah. But it's just like if it was like a a really like competitive like threat to Shevchenko, like Amanda Nunes or something, then that would be like, oh my god. And Volkanovski Ortega is going to be great. Um, And they're running back Amanda and uh, Pena in December. They're or they're they're rescheduled it for December. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. But like it wasn't like it was just like well we need to fit something in like Pena's getting the title shot no matter what. Well, I mean that's good because like it wasn't her fault that no. Pena's you know had to pull out. So right, right. But it's interesting. So all right, man. I think that'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, everybody, order all out. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing pay-per-view. I think we'll have a ton to talk about tomorrow. I mean, next week. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we can figure out if we can have a guest or something for the review like we did last time. I don't know who it'll be, but we'll figure something out. Maybe I know or, who I want to have on. Who's that? We should have True Slayer on again, man. Yeah. We can bring True Slayer back. See what he thinks. Maybe I could talk Bill into coming He's going to be on. there live. He's going. Yeah. No, okay. Then that would be a good perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll figure something out and uh, see if we can get somebody. If not, it'll just be us again and we'll be marking out talking about the pay-per-view and then we'll probably be promoting Arthur Ashe. Like it's, this is what's great is there's always something else to look forward to. And the fun thing is, is after Arthur Ashe, which is like September 22nd, full gear is November 6th. So then you're just a month away from full gear. So it, it goes by pretty quick that, towards the end of the year. So it's the best. It's like when we were growing up and I was hating school and sitting there in class and just daydreaming about the next big wrestling show that I was looking forward to watching. Cause didn't matter what all my life problems were, because I knew for at least a few hours a month, I was going to really get to lose myself with some great pro wrestling. And we have that again with AEW. And I'm really happy about that. Not only that, you now get to have football season on top of it. So it's just, it's the best. So like AEW is hitting its peak. And football season's about to start, so can't really ask for for much more. I cannot. I'm going to down the rest of this beer and uh, cheers to the beginning of the NFL season and the success of all elite wrestling. Mountain Dew. Ding. <laughs> all right, guys, we're out. We'll catch you guys later. If you haven't, please hit that like button. Please subscribe and. Uh, Leave a comment down below. What match are you looking forward to the most, and who do you think is going to win? All right. We'll catch you guys later.